Hey guys, in today's podcast, obviously it's Tuesday, we'll get to New Turd Tuesday, it's new John Mayer, new AJ McLean, and new Motley Crue featuring MGK, also out of Akron, local band, Take Off Charlie. We'll also figure out what the hell pegging is and why so many dudes enjoy it, and should high school students be tested for nicotine use? Find out in today's podcast. Rock 106.9, it's Tuesday, which means New Turd Tuesday. And uh, we got new John Mayer for you. We also have new AJ McLean. You uh, don't know the name, but you know the artist uh, he is from, which is the Backstreet Boys. Okay. And uh, he's gone country. Take the dust off. Boy and a Man right. is the name of that one, Fantone. Yeah. Boy and a Man. One time, man. Then we got Motley, the crew there, featuring MGK, The Dirt. And I posted the video for the, uh, for the song, The Dirt. It's a little confusing because the movie's called The Dirt. We have the trailer online for you, and then the song's called The Dirt, and we have you know the video for the song online for you. That's all available for you at uh, both the uh, Sandsbury Show Facebook page and also wrqk.com. And here's the thing. I said this yesterday. I said, wow, you thought Saints of Los Angeles, which I think was like 2008-ish, maybe, uh, 9-ish, maybe there, somewhere around there. Um, when that came out, I was like, dude, you thought that was bad. Uh, oof. But the problem is now, I listened to The Dirt like five times this morning. When I got here, been here a little while now, been up early. And I got to tell you, the more, I, I don't know, the more the more it goes in the ears, the more palatable it's becoming. A little bit of an earworm there, so we can look ahead at WRQK.com. What yeah. I'm going to say to you about that yeah. is, I listened to it a little bit with you yesterday. Yeah, and you and were it out. Was, I, dude, I was out. Fantone stood up and walked out. I was no, like, bro, I'm, I'm gone. He's out. Um, what I'm going to say to you is, I think placement and quality of the movie is going to make a big difference here because if oh, you huge. watch that movie, Good and that song hits at the right time Good in the right scene, and Stansberry all of a sudden is back to lighting his own pants on fire like Nikki Six dude. did it. All of a sudden, did dude, it. you're gonna be like, "That's dude, that's a great song. I love that song." <laughs> did it? I can see you doing it. So here's the thing. Uh, again, we probably shouldn't do this because we're gonna do it at nine. My my take yesterday when when we were previewing it for the first time together. I said, it just needs to be heavier, right? And then, you know, then you walked out, and I was like, all right, it's no good, right? And I was like, well, what do I expect? 2019 Motley (laughs) Crue, I don't care. As long as the movie's good, like, you know what I mean? Like, the old albums are still good. I I don't necessarily need new Motley Crue music, right? And, but then I started listening to it this morning, and there's this thing. Now, Nikki says no one-off concerts. They're not doing it, right? And I thought to myself, I was like, man, if you gave me a beer and you get me to this chorus and I I know it's one of those things where you're not necessarily even going to like it, but you're going to know it and you're going to end up singing along with it. How many songs are true of that? I mean, probably most of what you listen to. Most of life is like that. You don't like it, but you sing along anyway, because goddamn, you know it. And it's like, what else are we going to do? Yeah. Those those cheaper to keep (laughs) our bumper stickers just didn't fall out of the sky. That's logic. That's how it works. That's how we all come to decisions. It's true to keep the crew. I did not get to the part. I had already walked out of the studio by the time, or I don't know what 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 capacity does MGK, Machine Gun Kelly, Cleveland's own, uh, what what capacity does he okay. play in this? Well, here's what they did. All right, what they did is is they figured out what rappers are best at. Okay, which is just give me 35, 40 seconds in the middle of a hit record. Because okay. if you do too much, now it's just nah, this is no good anymore, right? So basically, they turn Motley Crue into Rihanna, and Motley Crue gives you like a hit record, and then like, well, let's back that down. But they give you like a, you know, a catchy record, and then here comes like the street cred dude. 
And that was weird. Like, honestly, the more I listened to it in the morning, it was like, oh, God, Motley's no longer the street cred people. (laughs) Because, you know what I mean? And there's an edit in it. And, of course, we would have to edit it on the radio no matter what. But it's not a radio edit. It's an edit. It's a self-edit in the song. Okay. And for who MGK is and for who Motley Crue is, who famously Nikki Six once said about Motley Crue, the worst thing that could happen is for a picture to come out of one of us drinking a glass of milk. It was a little weird. So there's so there's that. But so plenty to get into okay. with, with, the, with the Motley Crew at 9 o'clock. Can't wait, dude. Plenty, plenty to get into. To do it. Actually, right before we came on the air, we were listening to a little Pink Floyd with the rest of you guys, right? Yeah. And I asked Fantone right there. I was like, dude, is this the song where nobody answers the phone at the end? Because <laughs> <laughs> I can't keep them all straight anymore, all the Pink Floyd songs there, because I've played them so many damn times in my career. But like, I, uh, which I guess <laughs> goes to show you how my career is going, right? Can't even get Play out of it. Just, just can't even get out of Pink Floydville, right? One. Just can't even get out of the Floydville. But like, I couldn't tell. I was like, "Is this the one where they answer the, the phone? The, where nobody will answer no, the phone because the phone was it. ringing in it? It was ringing in there, but no one picked it up." And Phantom was like, "I don't know, dude. Pink Floyd's got phones ringing and everything." And I was like, "You know why?" I was like, "You know why the Floyd does that?" There, I was like, "Because what the Floyd does not give you is they don't give you the rundown of like what the crew gives you." Floyd never like in the middle of the songs like bass and guitar and drums and they they never give you the rundown like the bass player like they don't care about that. Two things in rock and roll I've never understood there. Number one, who, who's making phone calls in the middle of these songs? Like what's happening? <laughs> why are we calling? You? I, I remember in Paradise City, I was like, what is happening? Like why is somebody making this phone call? And then number two, why are we screaming out instruments? I don't know of any other like 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 genre of music where you just start yelling out like. You know, like, I, I don't know, flutes now. Like, no one does that. Yeah, it's a little weird. It's a little weird. It's a little weird there. The Pink Floyd there. But they, uh, yeah, they're always calling people at the end of songs. And I was like, I don't know. Is this the one where nobody picks up the phone? I don't know, man. I uh, That's a band, honestly. That's I, I have a very conflicting relationship w- w- with Pink Floyd. Because... I loved them. There's a thing about all young boys, I believe, where there just comes this time where you're just going into classic Rockville, like where that's your music. And no matter, it's like a rite of passage. Like everybody's got to like listen to those 10 records and like you get them. It's like there's like five years of your life where it's like, let's up the best man ever, man. Like they just are right. That's usually I feel like the dad love me, dad love me, dad love me right before the dad. I hate you. You know what I'm saying? I feel like that's the hey, I like classic rock, too. And then within like a year or two, you're like, man, classic rock sucks. I want to listen to new stuff. Dad, you suck your old larva to butterfly yeah a little there. bit there. Little, little, little bit, bit there. there little little, little bit there story. yeah 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 coming a story there right and so like and that so i loved him as a kid and uh still one of the best concerts i've ever been to in my life and yet radio has kind of i mean that's what radio is built for it's just kind of built to play the hits right that's what it's exactly for and it's what it should do I, i'm not complaining about that that's absolutely what we should do but there does come a time when you work there where it's like all right enough is enough and i also feel like Behind the wheel of a car, sometimes the flight, man. Like, really? This is what you're going to give people? Like, when they're like in my house? Yes. You know what I mean? Like, long form listening? Yes. Six minutes on my way to the convenience store, I kind of, like, Floyd kind of loses me. Yeah, I mean, honestly. Long form listening? Yes. Pink Floyd to me feels like crappy weed, where, like, modern music feels like dab pens. You know what I mean? Like, all right, what are we doing? Why are we sitting here for so long? Why are we breaking this weed up on the, on the, on the cover of the record? Let's just go. Let's just play the MP3 and move on with our lives. All right, more Mexican swag weed <laughs> next on Rock 106.9. Hope you boys brought popcorn. The Stansberry Show. Because I'm about to put on a show. Rock 106.9.
Look at him. Look at him. He's just coming out of his seat already. He's excited. As soon as he hears the music, he comes out of his seat. Yeah, buddy. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna get into your uh, in your I don't know. Was it hobby? <laughs> <You're> something. <laughs> what is it there? Your something. Passion. Passion, right? Maybe. I would feel like passionate is a is a accurate description about how you feel about the WWE. Yeah, I'm passionate about it. Passionate about that. Right. Uh, well, we're got we got to get into it. Okay. Uh, apparently, big happenings, big moves, big things, big announcements. Indeed. Last night, via uh, WWE Raw, which uh, do let's see if I let's see if I know stuff. Uh, let's play this game. The Stansbury know stuff. Uh, probably not. Is that still is that a still a USA product? Oh, one hundred percent. Product still the it's the flagship of U the USA network. Okay, I that's mean, what like, I would assume. I don't understand why you would ever like sever that partnership. It seemed to go really well for a long time. So okay, yeah, all right. So yeah. so Monday Night Raw is still on the USA network there. Okay, um, I'm a little ignorant to the wrestling, but. I'm trapped in a room with with a guy who loves it five days a week. So some of it will infiltrate into into you. You trade a little bit of paint, dude. You yeah, do. Like you do. Just inevitably, like, Rubbing's I'm like, racing. I'm like, oh man, dude, golfing boy, that's something to talk about. And I'm like, no, that's <laughs> no, it's not. not. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> Why are we I? doing that? Yeah, rubbing's racing, right? Okay. It's part of that. Like I kind of fell into this Becky Lynch thing. Like she calls herself the man, right? right? And she's like, you know, and she's and as a guy who was kind of like lukewarm on Ronda Rousey, she's like, you know, the the, the antihero to Ronda Rousey. And so like I kind of I I have gotten kind of I have become sucked into the Becky Lynch story. She very much has that Stone Cold Steve Austin appeal back in the late nineties, crossover. Where she is where she is kind of a bad guy, but kind of a good guy, and like there's something Tony Soprano. There's something very appealing about that kind. of of anti-hero where it's like man that's somebody that like you see yourself in and you want to get behind yeah it's very much a tony soprano thing a bad guy that you love you know you shouldn't like that's a murderer for christ's sake <laughs> but but you love him right and it's she's very much that way and that is saying something and the one thing fantone and i've rolled my eyes at it a million times in here while he has said it about the what my dad would call the big time wrestling big time right? wrestling <laughs> the big time right. the big time wrestling right, right? Is you feel as if we do not, the naysayers, do not appreciate it enough in its entertainment presentation. Yeah, if if you're looking at it as a alternative to sports, you're going to be severely disappointed every single time. If you're looking at it like, you know, well, it shouldn't be on ESPN. Well, you're goddamn right it shouldn't be on ESPN <laughs> because it's not sports. But if you start comparing it to other like scripted forms of television, I think at the very least you have to admit that it's somewhat impressive in the sense that it's a live performance each and every week, new content, three hours of new content, on, on Raw, you know, two hours right. on SmackDown, an hour on NXT. That's six hours of new content each and every single week that was performed live. And like, if 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 you know, like, if if the Big Bang Theory does a very special live episode, everyone's like, oh my god, that was so impressive. Like that was great. That was because so they much did it fun. live, right? And right. it's like, dude, this is every single time these dudes are doing incredibly athletic things. Now, like I said, this is not, essentially not, doing Saturday Night Live. Five times a week. Five, you know, multiple times a week with new content with dudes jumping, you know. Acrobats. Right, 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 right. So I think there's at the very least, like, don't get me wrong, there's been plenty of things you can roll your eyes at, but like. But how are you not going to get there when this much content's being put out? Right. There's, there's, there's something just impressive about what they do. Okay. Now, 
so what I have chosen to do while you say all of that was listen to it first. <laughs> and second, put it through the filter of what I say about bands. Okay. I have always said, because I'm lucky to work in the radio business, I have been given access to obviously attend concerts that I would not have otherwise, right? right? right. So my thing is, while working in the industry has always been, I don't care if I like you or not. If you've reached a certain level and somebody will let me attend it, I want to see it. I want to I want to go see what makes you the thing, right? And through that, I have gone and seen artists where it's like, okay, that's a little impressive, right? Like, okay, like I don't necessarily it's not necessarily for me, but I can respect the fact that you're an artist. I okay, you, that's a good show. Wasn't my thing, but that's a good presentation. When I went and saw Taylor Swift with my fiance this okay, summer, it's example. not like all of a sudden I'm like, you know what, more Taylor Swift. I'm bumping Swizzle. it all the time, but like. Like, I watched it and I was like, God damn, that was something. That's like, impressive. Pink is another one. Now, I really like her. I will listen to her music in my car, but she's absolutely impressive if you go see her live. So like you take Taylor my Swift, point. too. Yeah. <laughs> I do. I'm a Swifty. I am. I'm a Swifty and a half. All right. So last night on Raw, one of the main entertainers of this, from what I had been told, now, what was it? It was leukemia that he had, right? Do I have this right? This was his second run with it, yeah. It was Roman Reigns had his second run with leukemia, and then he came out last night on Monday Night Raw, and to the best of my knowledge, you have not yet seen this. I did not watch wrestling okay. last night. Well, I was look, already in bed. Look, ah, look at me spoiler. spoilers. You look at me, see it. Look at me doing the spoiler. So here's Roman Reigns last night in the squared circle. The good news is I'm in remission, y'all. Now, I don't care who you are, whether I like what you do or not. I'll root for that. Well, yeah. You know what I mean? I'll root for that. Everyone can appreciate remission. Um, But you hear the crowd react to it right there. And I think a big part of uh, the reason why, number one, he is, you know, uh, one of the main guys in the the organization. But, like, at this point, literally everyone has had a story with cancer. If it hasn't been you that's been, like, affected by it, it's been somebody close to you. Stand up to cancer. Cancer sucks. The whole thing. Just just everyone's gone through it. And I think we can all get behind that. Yeah. They call him the big dog, right? Correct. Okay. I mean, listen to that. They're going nuts for him. Oh, man. The audience asking me, was it even real leukemia? Jeez. I mean, yes. <laughs> yes is the answer well, to that Well, all right, question. here's the thing. They've been known to do some stuff. They'll take real-life stuff and apply it into their shows. For no sure. question about it. But, but this like, was not that. But yes, leukemia, yes, leukemia okay. was real. All right. We're going nuts for that dude. How long has it been since he's been in there? Uh, a couple months. I mean, it's been it's been a couple months since he made the announcement. I'd say three, four, five. I was gonna months, say maybe. I, re- I remember us talking about it, but I don't. I'm bad at that. Like how long yeah, ago stuff was. I wonder why. Yeah. So with you. that being said, the big dog is back. Now it's funny, um, Roman Reigns very much. You know, I kind of mentioned Becky Lynch as being like the antihero, kind of presented as like she's a badass. But everyone loves her for it. Roman Reigns was presented very oppositely, where it was like, 
he was the guy that you're supposed to cheer, like the traditional face, the hero. where they say, like, you know, truth and justice, and he's out there doing things with integrity. The and, you know, yeah, no, he's, I mean, he was the, the, the face, like he was the baby face of it, but people hated him for it, hated him, because they felt like you're shoving this down our throat. Well, also, he doesn't necessarily look that role. He's dark, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, he has dark features, and yeah. like, you know. so He looks like you could mock him up to be a really good bad guy. He's not, he's not necessarily, lo- not the same looks is Hogan, but presented the same as him and Cena, where it's like, yo, he's the good guy. You're supposed to be cheering him. People hated him for it. Oh, see, but, if you showed me a poster of him, I'd be like, heel. But now that he has cancer and now that he's coming back from they love cancer, him. you can't help but yeah, to. Yeah, you have to love him. So, like, was it real cancer? Yes, but are they going to use this to their advantage? 100%. Well, yeah, they're shameless for sure. Turn the dime, though. I mean, that's what you're in business to do is turn the dime. There's a piece of this where the crowd starts to, I mean, they're, obviously they're going nuts, but there's a piece of this at the end that's really impressive. And just one last time. That right there. Like they have, to, he has to stop because they start chanting, welcome back. Oh, that's, that's par for the course wrestling. They get arenas going like that on chance. Sometimes they'll do it to be dicks and they'll like people that Take are like over the event, right? People that are like struggling on the microphone, somebody who might not have the like same like promo cutting skills. They'll start effing with them. Like they'll start like, like they'll say something like, you know what? I'm going to come out and kick your ass. And they'll be like, what? <laughs> like, I, I would, mean, it, it, if you would have told me when I woke up this morning that the two toughest crowds in America were WWE and the Apollo, I would have laughed at you. <laughs> the Stansberry Show. All right, I like it. I like it a lot. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to The Stansberry Show. We're on Rock 106.9. Coming up at 9 o'clock, it's New Tier Tuesday, new John Mayer, new AJ McLean, new Motley Crue featuring MGK. Also locally, Take Off Charlie. Their song is called Believe Me, Son. We'll take a listen to that. I uh, let those guys know yesterday they'll be on today's program, too. So, Picking up uh, six listeners. The dudes in the band, their moms, everything's hey, going good. Everything counts, Six at dude. a time. Just six keep, at a time. Just keep adding them on. Uh, coming up at 8.30 this morning on the program, a politician that everybody thinks is a complete and utter idiot said something the other day, and I actually agree with it. So everybody's going to think I'm an idiot at 8.30. Okay. I've been saying it for a long time. I've been saying this for a very, very long time. To be fair, people thought you were an idiot for a long time. So no, <laughs> I was unaware of that. Oh, That's the first time I was. It's the first time I was told. That. Actually, you know what my, you know what my girlfriend says to me all the time. What is that? She's like, Yeah, Dan, you're popular. She's like, But this is the thing you don't understand. Even the people that like you think you're crazy. She's like, so everybody looks at me like I'm a freak for going out with you. She's like, because even your fans think you're nuts. And so, like, everybody keeps asking me the same question. Like, how do you tolerate that all the time? And I was like, geez, I didn't know that. Don't tell me that. No, that's what they think for sure. I did not know. That's what they think for sure. I was unaware of that. I was unaware of that. So at 830, we'll get into that. Uh, Dude, a lot of listeners still not buying the Roman Reigns story, dude. What do you mean? Well, uh, I got a couple of guys here that are like, dude, I'm never believing anything the WWE ever tells me ever again. It's all shtick. I'm not buying it. But I believe the leukemia thing. And one of our buddies. Okay. Very dedicated listener. Yeah. The most optimistic Browns fan ever. Okay. Dustin. Dude, he throws me through loops a lot. If you, all right, if you happen to be 
coming out of like a gas station, right? And you saw Dustin coming out of the doors with like a case of beer, getting in his truck to go home. You would think going home to watch Raw for sure right, on the right, surface. Right, right. Dustin is the perfect never judge a book by its cover because if you look at that guy, you think oh wrestling fan through and through, and he hates it. Like he, he hates it. He lives in Canton South, and he yeah. doesn't watch pro wrestling. He's like an anomaly, like, dude. He's some sort of like that's a he, winning lottery ticket, right, right, right? Attached to a unicorn, dude. It's absolutely insane. So like, yeah, he's a uh, he's a complex individual. He right is there. indeed. He's the um, but he's he's um, like, dude, wrestling's not impressive. But 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 uh, well, the Cleveland Browns aren't impressive. Oh, <laughs> so why are you doing it to him? So like, why are you doing it to him? Calm down. I uh, but I see that's the thing is I, I'm not impressive. I think you have to. Cirque du Soleil is impressive. Gymnastics are impressive. I don't care if you don't like it. Fine, don't like it. Like, oh, I, as a guy who has seen many Cirque shows in Vegas, it's impressive. Those things are impressive. Yes, they just it is. inherently yes. are. Like people who are able to do things like that are impressive. Now, I if agree. You don't with that. like those things? That's one thing. But like, I don't care. WWE pro wrestling. I love it. Yeah, some of the stuff's a little eye rolly. But dude, I, here's the thing. People say this all the time. Actually, we have another listener. Uh, his name's Justin, who's a big uh, wrestling fan. He says to me all the time. He's like. I, he's like, he's like, fine, don't like it. He's like, but the thing, with, he's like, the hang up is, you're a Kiss fan that doesn't like it. He's yeah. like, you know what I mean? He's like, Stansberry. He's like, come on, bro. He's like, it's very much that. It takes so many of of, of the same. Yeah, the it showmanship takes, and the and the and suspension the, of disbelief and right and everything that kind of goes into it. There. Um, now I understand why you give a healthy dose of skepticism to anything WWE se- is selling to you yeah. because, like, it is right. it's a fictional business. Um, but it, they're not gonna make up a cancer diagnosis and then like present it as like I believe. I believe that's something... All right, I'll say this. I believe that's something the WWE would have done in 1988, but they're not going to do in 2019. They're, they, they, I mean, and now there's definitely examples of how they haven't lived up to this, but they are constantly patting themselves on the back and propping themselves up as like, yo, we're a virtuous, progressive company. Like, that's what we are. Like, it's Black History Month. It's Women's History Month. Now we're doing, like, breast cancer, and now we're helping kids with cancer, and now we're doing all these Shameful, right, yeah. And, 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 to, to an extent where it's like, oh, my God. There was a little part, shameful. There was a part they were showing these MLK highlights of like, yo, it's Black Black History Month. And I'm like, why don't you show like <sighs> highlights? Why don't you show highlights of African Americans that have thrived within your organization? Well, I, that's why what I was gonna say. <laughs> well, that's an interesting point because here's the thing. That is a place where I mean that is made uh, there are a lot of people who the combat to when people say the NFL is racist, a combat to that a lot is from the other side is name another business that's created more black millionaires than the NFL. It's very hard to find. And much like WWE has done a pretty good job of putting out some, at least, I don't know if they've made them millionaires, but they've made them household names. Um, yes, they have made guys money, but they've made considerably more money off their hard well, work. Well, yeah, I mean, the but thing, my boss is making more money off my work the, than I am. The thing I'm, the thing I'm going to say about that is, like, outside of The Rock, when it comes to true-to-the-heart WWE champions... Hasn't been, I don't think, any. Booker T and Mark Henry won, like, the WCW championships as heavyweights. But when we're talking about WWE black heavyweight champions... JYD never got it? Nope. Coming up pretty short right there. Coming JYD? Up, that, 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 so that's the thing. is like, dude, it's fictitious, and you've never decided. If you could at least say, well, I don't know, man, dude. I just They never had. Never happened. Never, never well, what do you want me to do? I don't know. I never, never won the athletic contest. I don't know how that happened. Never but when here. it's fictitious, <laughs> and you're writing it, and that hasn't happened or doesn't happen very frequently, Frequently, there is a little bit of me, and like I said, so like, so now you're showing these MLK highlights, and I'm like, dog, you, you have, you, you know, like you have the ability to 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 showcase what you've done, 
and but they can't because they haven't done it. Yeah, I got to tell you, if that's going to be your history, you would think they'd go the other way and not be like, hey, well, look how progressive we are, because that's normally when people want to shine the light back at you at what you haven't done. And now, there's a part of this problem is that we're, we're we're taking history and mixing it with the present and kind of like, that's of course going to be like, well, dude, yeah, 1977, sorry we didn't do this. He's <laughs> like, there's, 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 I, I get that there's In the last for 10? That. Okay. <laughs> like, okay. You know what I mean? Like, come on. It's been for a while now. Um, I get that, but I I mean, just... since back that ass up, we have... <laughs> just... <laughs> like, come on. I, I genuinely believe they would not, I don't want to say stoop to this low, but they wouldn't put themselves in a situation to look this crappy. You know what I mean? I got to imagine, like, and I hate them, because I think the whole shtick is just really dumb. But one of those morons from the New Day couldn't be the the, the heavyweight champion. Well, they had Kofi Kingston, and and, and he's gonna he's gonna wrestle Daniel Bryan at the upcoming um what is it uh, Fastlane pay per view in Cleveland. So possibly, but it's not gonna happen. He's he's not gonna he's he's not gonna win that title before WrestleMania. I don't know the rules of the writing room. I don't. I know, I'm honestly, I'm completely lost right now. I don't know. I, dude, it was leukemia, and now it's race relations in Vince McMahon's office. I don't know. I don't know how the hell we got here. It's a microcosm of America, man. I don't know how we got here either, but it, somehow or another, like 275 years later, here we are. You are right. That is exactly what. Re- you know what wrestling is? It's Vegas. It's wrestling is the Vegas Strip, which is. And that's exactly why Vegas is three-day trips. It's like, dude, just give me a little bit of this, but I can't not live here. Dan Stansberry and his boy, Wonder Matt Fantone. At last, two heroes. The Stansberry Show. From the Hard Rock Roxino Northfield Park Weather Center, it's going to be another cool day today. Lots of clouds, a snowflake or two. Nothing that's going to cause too much problems, though. Temperatures around 29 today. Low 20s tonight. We warm up, though, tomorrow. Cloudy and 44 the high. I'm Terry Smith from the Weather Channel. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show. People are hot on the trail to find out. The African-American who's held the uh, heavyweight title for the WWE. And Fantone's like hot on the case. People are saying Booker T, but he did not win it. He was not WWE champion, which is like the top belt. I mean, yes, there's been heavyweight champions. WWE will have two titles at a time sometimes. Like right now, they have the WWE championship, which is the historical top belt. That's the one I grew up with. And then they have the universal championship. Brock Lesnar's the universal champion. When it comes down to like the historical world championship belt, when it comes to black guys, from what I've looked at, you've got You've got two Hispanic guys, one Indian guy, and one black guy, The Rock. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's, I mean, look, you hit the nail on that. You write it. Yeah, you write it. You you know what you I mean? So it's not like, well, it just never happened. So, like, what do you want us to do? It's not It's not that. So that's, uh, that's a little interesting. I don't know. I mean, I, I don't know why I'm trying to find out. You know, I don't know why I'm putting Stan's very hot on the case. <laughs> I don't know why I'm putting Vince McMahon in the crosshairs this morning. Do we have a listener who's upset over the fact that you that you uh, made the analogy that 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 uh, that the WWE is like Cirque du Soleil, and I okay. feel like that's one of your better arguments on it. Yeah. I've seen a million Cirque shows in Vegas, and that's exactly what it is—a yeah. physical performance where they give you a lot of smoke and mirrors, so you can't see them holding on for dear life on the side of the pole. Like there's, I mean, like yeah, like I don't, I don't understand. I mean, there, there's a little bit of that 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 goes into that. I don't necessarily think that that was. Egregious. He was like credibility gone. Now, if I'm being honest, I think it's because you told him the Browns weren't any good. When, 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 when you have to watch any show, there's a level of like 
you you put a pause on like, well, why aren't they doing this? Why aren't they going to the bathroom? Why aren't they going to work? Why isn't this? Why is a dragon real? And it's like, none of that matters, dude. When you watch television, you know you're going into a world that isn't necessarily like the one that you're currently and in. And that's part of the reason why you watch stuff. Like the other night, is like, the reason. One of the other nights I was watching, uh, I was watching a movie with some friends, right? And it happened to be taking place in Los Angeles. And they were going to rob something or they were trying to get away or something. And they were going past the Staples Center okay. in Los Angeles. And there were no cars on the road. And I was like, let me get this straight. So you're just going by the Staples Center in Los Angeles. I, I don't care. It could be 4.30 in the morning on a Tuesday into a Wednesday. There are going to be 400 cars in front of the Staples Center in Los Angeles. Because it's Los Angeles. It's just the way it is. Like So, like, yes, there is there is disbelief. You know, I mean, that, that goes into what it is you're trying to do. I uh, I have admittingly had said I have a hard time with that with the wrestling, but Becky Lynch doing her damnedest to pull me into uh, the group. Saw this, and this is uh, going to affect a lot of you. As Northeast Ohio now, this is Avon, but if they have success, get ready. It'll get rolled out. Parents in the Avon school district, I guess, went and uh, saw a presentation about... A problem that's been in schools forever. Okay. Kids having things they should not have. Okay. Right? Stuff in lockers, you, you things. And in my day, my day, one of the big things was smoking in the bathroom. Right? That's what you did. Uh, you, you know, you were a teenager, you were smoking cigarettes, and you smoked. And in my high school, Twinsburg High School, it was the 400 hallway, was the best hallway to do it in. I can't believe I still remember that. Ask me anything about, else about yeah. high school, I have no idea. But where to go, like, <laughs> slag off with my loser friends? Of course I remember where that is, right? But what they're doing now is some of your kids are in sports, right? And if you're in electives, essentially, is what this is. Extra activities around the school, debate and chess and, you know, football and baseball and that kind of thing, right? That you get drug tested. Okay. Right? Well, now what Avon's looking to do is they want to put nicotine in this now because of the jewels. Because, like, the anti, like, they had smoking almost like on the mat to go back to the wrestling. They had it down for a two count. But, like, now these e-cigs, it's like Hogan lifts the, 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 you know, the yarn back up and they're they're coming back up now and now jewel is super i, I think that's a brand i don't i, I yeah. don't know i don't do the e-cig much and so i um so now like they're trying to figure out if they should put this in here which opens up a ton of conversation yeah jewels are it's just a style of e-cig essentially they're it's the, the one it's like apple it kind of looks like a usb port they're very small it's not like you know how sometimes you'll be like oh my god that thing looks like a dildo they don't necessarily look it, like that does not even look like an e-cig. It's designed to look like you're it, right, like a discreet. removable hard disc. Like yeah, yeah. It's discreet out of all those, and like I think that's one of the reasons why it's so popular amongst high schoolers. So if you hear jewel, 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 I think a lot of people are like, "What is that? A new drug? Oh my god! It's yeah. a bath salt 2.0." And it's like, no, it's just. I mean, that's what kids are. I mean, that's like just the, the Kleenex of e-cigs at the moment. Now a lot of places are moving to 21 to even buy this stuff. So you know, because at first I was like, well, you know, cigarettes and nicotine and all that stuff's legal, but it's like, well, not to high school kids, though. You're not supposed to be able to buy that stuff. So, you know what I mean? So if we're going to drug test them for 
other drugs, is it really that much further to, to go to nicotine to, you know, for you to be able to be on the football, baseball, or volleyball team? No. And I'm guessing probably not, right? I mean, it's probably not that much further of a reach. Yeah, I mean, you're going to be testing for marijuana and other drugs. I don't see why adding another panel into the drug testing screen there is going to be like, oh, <sighs> oh that's, a, that's too far. Why does drug testing high school students make me uneasy? Well, you got to remember, we're talking about electives, right? Yeah. So, like... It's not just the student body. Yeah. I mean, it's one thing if, like... It's, you know, I guess the thing with students is is you have to go to high school. You don't have to be on the basketball team. So, like, if you want the privilege of playing sports or being involved in whatever, whatever, you know, whatever activity you want to do, if you want that privilege, we're testing you further. I guess this is my real question. Why do I agree with everything you just said and yet still feel like, "Eh, I don't know if that's right? Isn't that weird? I agree with everything you just said. It all makes sense to me. But at the same time, I feel like this is this is weird. Why are you doing this to my kids? Yeah, I mean, I guess if for whatever reason you're a parent and you have an issue with your kid getting drug tested, and I know it's like, well, why would you have an issue with that? Because it's like, well, that's an invasion of your privacy, an it invasion can be. of your child. And like, I don't think any of us should just be like, well, everyone's got to take a drug test, especially to do something you have to do. So now, school, no. So school, no. But you can make the argument of like, well, you can. If you want to take part in this, though, you cannot be on the basketball rules. team. You cannot be on the debate team. And now I know there's going to be people who are like, well, now you're taking opportunities away from my kids, but those are elective opportunities outside of the idealistic we just don't want our students on drugs which i mean come on like outside of that why is it what do they really care for why do schools like i I get that they're going to stand up there and they're going to pretend to care about my kids i get that like i understand that right and i get teacher by teacher they actually do sure but as an institution as a whole not really it's get them in here scan them in here get them out right it's just kind of the way it works and so i just i is it they they feel like they're going to look bad if a kid gets busted because he's on the basketball team and he and he's cuz here's my thing if you wanted to make it about performance enhancing drugs the way we do professional and college sports that makes sense to me because now if you're beating teams 60 to 10 and it's because you're all juiced up now nobody's that's not even but much like I always say about the NFL, why are you highlighting the problems in going on in your own league? I'd be quiet about it. I would dampen. I would dampen this down, not try to highlight. Because it. schools' job is not to win football games or anything like that. Their job is to protect children, and their job is to educate children. So, with that being okay. said, with that being That's said, a good I, I think there's, I think there's obviously a different set of goals that 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 uh, a pro sports team or an organization is going to have in, in, in a high school team, and I think there's a little bit of. Now we can debate on, well, do schools care about kids or whatever? But at the very least, they have to be very concerned with their reputation and at least the perception that they do. The perception matters here. And you can say, well, yeah, it does. But like, but they have to be worried about that. It's like I'm always telling the polite, uh, um, the pro athlete, you have to keep telling the polite lie. And there's this is a little bit of like, and it's one of those things you have to pretend to be keeping the standard up. And otherwise, it goes completely down. Now, Jim writes in and has an interesting question here. And I could make the argument that we should do this. He asks, are we going to drug test the coaches? And that's an interesting thing. Oh, well, if you want to bring up the point of should, should, all, teachers, should all 
employees of a school district be drug tested because you're interacting with my children i think that's 100 reasonable because we as an we as a business prioritize that i I don't have a problem with companies drug testing like in a school i don't think any different than a company like yeah you have the right you have the right and the prerogative to do a lot can go wrong if you're high on drugs and you got my kids in there all day i mean a lot can go off the rails really fast there and again off not off site necessarily but football practice where it's like it's just the coaches and those students he's right if a coaches on drugs there's some stuff going that there could be some stuff going on there I, I think you can make the argument anybody that gets paid by taxpayer dollars can be you know can be open to a drug test there so that would open all school employees up that would open all 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 officers up yeah i think that's a, i think that's a, it's reasonable everybody but radio employees <laughs> the stansberry show Kenton's rock station rock nine Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show. Coming up 9 o'clock, it's New Tour Tuesday. You're getting a new John Mayer part of that. New A.J. McLean from the Backstreet Boys. Buddy's Gone Country this time. And then new Motley Crue featuring MGK. The song's called The Dirt. Obviously, the movie coming out the 22nd of, uh, of March. I'm pretty excited about that movie. Uh, and the dirt there, I don't know what to make of it yet. I don't know. Luckily for me, I don't have to have my mind made up until the end of the program. There it is. New Third Tuesday. That's what it's for. Also, uh, Take Off Charlie, locally out of Akron. Their song called Believe Me, Son. And uh, full disclosure, Fantone knows one of those dudes in that band. I do. And uh, I took a listen to it yesterday. And we'll listen to it uh, a little later in the program. Also, we have Corn and Alice in Chains tickets for you. Those tickets do not go on sale until March the 1st, but that shows out at Blossom August the 16th, and uh, you're winning them before you can buy them pretty much all week with us. And we'll do those around 8.30. And again, I've been telling you, at 8.30, a politician who everybody thinks is an idiot said something. I actually agree with it, and I've been saying it for years, so it turns out I've been an idiot for years. And uh, <laughs> Who would have guessed uh, Who would have guessed that, right? So I guess we'll, I'll, I'll, I'll lay bare at 8.30. Then at 8.45, a stranger, a guy I never met until yesterday, called me a good person to my face, and it wow. sat with me wow. until this moment. And so at 8.45, I'll tell you that story yesterday. It took place at the gym where a lot of weird inter- encounters for me did. Yeah, were you guys naked? Was we it were, dongs? Uh, we were almost naked. Another oh, Dong Dale coming up, 8.45. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, you know, Tales of the Dong there coming up, 8.45. As a matter of fact, that's where we're going right now. Right. Tales of the Dong a little bit, I guess. They claim, and I would have to imagine we have to take their word on this. Okay. Because I don't believe a lot of people are going to be like, you know, dude, you know what I like? But there is a uh, there is a sexual like activity that's on the rise amongst straight men. Okay. Okay. And this is one of those times, Fantone, where I wish before we came back from the break, I would have told you one of the things. Tone it down a little bit. Well, because here's the thing. You think somebody we know is involved in this activity. Oh, yeah. 100%. And so will you do me the solid (laughs) once we get there of, yes, give me your explanation, but let's try not to let everybody know who it is. Okay. Because that person is listening. Okay. And I would, I'm going to be the one that has to take the text message, and I don't want to. Okay. All right. They claim here that pegging is on the rise amongst straight males. Okay. Now, a lot of you, and I would hope 
most of you just went, what is pegging, right? Pegging, apparently, like I'm saying this like I've never apparently, heard of it. Like I've never possibly, heard. Possibly. Like I've never heard of it. Could be. Is when your girlfriend or wife. Right. Or some hooker that you paid $49 Robert Kraft style. It doesn't have to be somebody you care about. It can be whatever. Uh, Jupiter. I think Stansbury's <laughs> show trip to Jupiter kind of needs to happen, right? This is when somebody you're having sex with. Okay. A woman will put on a strap on. I don't feel like I need to say any more words about what those are. I feel like everybody knows Figure what I mean, out. right? Context clues, okay? And then she then takes you and puts you then on all fours and, well, she drives home. Is <laughs> essentially, I guess, the best way to say that, right? Okay. And they claim here that the reason why we've heard this plenty of plenty of times is that there is a pleasure zone right inside your anus there. There's like a bajillion nerve endings right there, yes. dude. The uh, Yeah, the balloon knot is just filled with them, dude. See? <laughs> what did I say? So, yes, the prostate. Okay. okay. They describe it as the small walnut-shaped gland located a few inches inside of your rectum is jam-packed. <laughs> Say, I can't believe I'm still this age and I still laugh while talking about things like this. With nerve endings. Right. And sexual health experts say stimulating it can be a source of tremendous pleasure for men. Okay. So what they're saying here is is this this is actually on the rise with straight men, not because they wish to be having sex with men, but just because it's a different way to experience pleasure and a different way to bring sex into their life with the, their wife or girlfriend. Well, as sexual walls have certainly been coming down, I feel like, in a lot of different ways. And probably, you know, there's been some that have come down and some that have gone up. I and feel like this is appropriate right now. Some that have been reinforced. Um, but... As we've all become a little bit more open about sex, and certainly a little bit more open about butt stuff. I mean, butt stuff is is mainstream pornography. You can't watch a video without seeing butt stuff in it. So, like, somebody likes it. Well, right, somebody likes it. And once you start introducing something, some, more and more people are gonna be like, oh, you know what? I'll give that a shot. What about me? What if I tried that? What would happen if I did that? And now all of a sudden, you're like, all right, well, I'm gonna get pegged. They claim here that if you if you enjoy regular orgasms, which who would not enjoy an orgasm? Hate them, the worst ever. What am I doing this for? That sounds like somebody who like doesn't get to have them enough, and they're right. like, yeah, you know what? I don't even need them. Right, but that fifteen seconds, dude. The world is they're perfect. Amazing. Everything's You gotta clean up afterwards, but it's it's good stuff. They say if you like regular orgasms, you're going to like these even better. That sex educator Lola Jean. Says many guys swear that prostate simulation has led them to having the best orgasms of their lives. Okay, now this is one of the reasons why I wanted to talk about. This. Okay, what happened to Love Hurts? Why is I it? I don't know. What it's still. It says it's still running, but it's not on. All right. Anyway, anyway. So here's my thing on this: is that sex, like any other pleasurable thing, much like drugs, we'll make the analogy to drugs. Okay. Sex, much like drugs, can become absolutely addictive. Right? Yes, 100%. Of course it can. And so 
I guess what I'm saying is, is that I have not gone up far enough the addiction, Jeez. pleasure, sex ladder. <laughs> okay, well, I'm glad it wasn't a hole. Jeez Louise. No, I just, what I'm saying is, is like, dude, regular orgasms are enough. Okay. Like, I'm okay. Like, so I'm not judging. Our rule on the program usually is, as long as everybody's over the age of 18, nobody's getting hurt, and it's not, you know what I mean, illegal what you're doing, go with God. I don't care. I'm not a moralist. I do whatever it is. Invite your neighbors over. Get them involved. For all I care, I don't care. It's not me and mine. Consenting adults is kind of all that matters. Do your thing. So I'm not looking to judge you, but I am looking to examine how did you get there? Like, did you, like, all right, David Lee Roth had, there had been a rumor about David Lee Roth back in the day that he had sex with so many women on tour that it was like, eh, it got kind of like remedial. And so he just tried dudes just to see. And I was like, all right, well, I could maybe see that. Where it's like, dude, you've had so much vag thrown at you where it's like, maybe, maybe, I could maybe see that. But like, you, I've had a lot of sex. More than a guy who looks like me should have ever had. I'll say that for sure, right? I still feel like, dude, it's good. Like, I don't need to, I don't need to keep going up this ladder. Like, what's going on with you? Well, I mean, I guess that, like, again, I'm not trying to judge, but well, I'm going to judge. You, you know, okay, so that's where your line is. But I think we can all make room for the fact that, like, everyone's line is somewhere different sure. sexually. And I think more than anything, if if this concept wasn't so taboo and it wasn't so, like, oh my gosh, you're a dude that's getting something. You know, something's happening to you there. I I, I just feel like if this wasn't so taboo, would we all be more open to it? Instead of saying, oh, my God, how did you get there? Would it be like, well, yeah, you masturbate with your hand and that's fine. You know what I mean? So now all of a sudden you're doing this like to, to me, this is this really just is like, well, no, I'm a man. I'm a man. I don't I don't do that. Like, okay, I like truth. Right. That's my rule. I cannot lie that, yes, there, there's going to be a part of that, that that goes into this. For sure there is. I would imagine, given my history and my childhood traumatic experiences having been victimized at the hand of a man, that the idea of that kind of thing isn't necessarily my thing either. I'm not into anal no matter what it is. Like, I don't, like, that's not a thing, like, yeah. I want to do with my girlfriend either. And if you're not into anal, fine, you know, whatever. Like, if that's if that's not your cup of tea, then pegging probably not for you. Um, it's, is this weird? This, here's how I look at pegging. If I'm going to be honest, oh my dear God, I'm so glad she's in a meeting and not listening right now. I, I look at pegging very much like childbirth. I almost want to know what it feels like. Just the good. I don't want to necessarily have to do, do it, it, but but to 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 to, to, to have, be able to be on the other side and be like, all right, for like frame a reference right here wouldn't be the worst thing in the world. Be like, I gotta tell you, last night I got pegged, and here's here's what it's like. If that the, wouldn't be the worst. If there was like a VR experience available to oh. you where you could play the video game, but you didn't have to really live the lifestyle. Oh, I well, wait, you'd have to though, right? Is there because those things are all built I on accessories. Don't, I don't know how those things work, Elon. Get no, on the I get on the pegging know. VR. I I would maybe try that. Um, I just like I said, I think there's a level of taboo, and there's definitely a level level of well, I'm not gay. I'm not gay. I'm not letting that happen well, to me. Again, I'm not gay. They address that here, and they say no. The idea of stimulating uh, or being stimulated by things entering in your rectum does not necessarily mean you're gay. I mean, like, correct me if I'm wrong. The, the what makes you gay? Is being attracted to somebody of the same sex. So if you're doing this with a woman you're attracted to... Right. I mean, and I guess we're getting into something there. Is anything that a woman does to you, a man, can that be gay? I I don't know if a woman's doing it to you. 
I don't necessarily want to say that. So, well, I mean, like, so do you feels a little gay? I mean, but it doesn't. I don't think it makes you gay, but it it definitely it. It's not feelings, though, right? right? Here's the thing. You know what it is? It's we're, we're using the word gay wrong. That's what's happening here. And I think this is why a lot of people honestly attack language. Because really what it means, really how it feels to me isn't necessarily about my sexuality, but it does feel emasculating to me a little bit. It doesn't necessarily challenge my sexuality, but it does challenge like my... My, I don't know, my toughness, which I don't I, even have. I, I think both those things are true. I think that, that, that right? most guys are Maybe. going to feel that it's questioning their sex, or challenging their sexuality and challenging their masculinity. Okay. And once again, I think that just goes back to like, this is such a taboo thing for men. If you could, if we could remove the taboo from it, would more dudes be like, yo, it just feels good. Therefore, butt stuff, I'm open. Probably. Okay. One more. Okay. <laughs> One more. Uh, one more. Is the... How do I do it? I don't know. You just don't. <laughs> you just I don't, don't. I, don't I guess. Know. I guess I you just don't. Do don't here. say that word anymore. Okay. I hate, dude. It's <laughs> right. weird. When like lube is a word. Like if I go get an oil change, I'm fine. But like when Fantone says it, I feel like a woman when they hear moist. It's just like ah. Dude, every just, kind of lube job. Just feel. There. You're oh right. my god, it just feels creepy. But we've all heard the joke, and we've all probably been here. Whether depending on what side of you're in. But there's the old standard pinky in the rectum during the oral sex like activity. Right. So, and I'll again, not necessarily a huge fan. I always say like pickles on a chicken sandwich. You ask me first. You don't just make that decision for me, right? Yeah. And uh, and <laughs> right, yeah. you ask me. Any time that you're going to do a butt thing, you probably need permission. Like that's yeah, that's 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 fair. But. Are you one step? Cl- I mean, essentially. So what I'm saying is, is guys who let like that who are listening right now who are still thinking to themselves, "Oh, I'm not letting her peg me though." Like you're, you, what I'm saying is, the point I'm trying to make is, you're close enough to the sport there. Are, I mean, are you a step closer to pegging? Probably. Are you a step closer to homosexuality? Probably not. All right, I like that. I like how I also just turned pegging into a sport. You can meddle in it in the 2024 Olympics. Good morning. The Stansberry Show. Or the god of your choosing. Best morning ever! Hi. Uh, yo, guys, Fantone from The Stansberry Show recommending to you the Roll Holt Vision Institute. Now, that's where I had my LASIK surgery done, and if you've ever thought about LASIK surgery before, that's exactly who you should be talking to. You know, LASIK surgery is exactly that, a surgery. So I know you have a lot of questions, comments, and concerns about it. RollholdVision.com, they've got everything that you need to know, including an overview of what LASIK actually is, a self-evaluation test to see if you'd be a good candidate, and financing options available to you as well. LASIK, it's an investment in yourself, and if it's one you've been thinking of, like I said, that website available to you, RollholdVision.com. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show. We're on Rock 106.9. Coming up at 9 o'clock, it's New Sir Tuesday. New John Mayer, new AJ McLean, new Motley Crue featuring MGK. Also out of Akron, the Takeoff Charlie Band and their song Believe Me Son. And this is not going to be on New Sir Tuesday, but we did one of these last week on the program, I think it was, and people like really hated it. It was when Eric Church did Lose Yourself by Eminem. Oh, yeah. He's back up to it again, Eric Church is, and I think I know exactly what he's doing here. He's keeping his name out there, and he's uh, making sure people are like sharing his videos and things like that. It's very smart. But he's covered Gin and Juice by Snoop Dogg now, and that is available for you at WRQK.com, and it will be up at the Stansbury Show Facebook page very shortly. This is a country show, Stansbury! Eric Church's got a little hip-hop in him. He does. He's got a little, uh, he's got, I mean, dude, the guy wrote a song called Homeboy about a guy pretending to be black for Christ's sake. I mean, like he, I mean, there's, 
that's obviously part of his life somewhere. I, I, I do like Eric Church. I can't lie about that. He's damn good, man. He is damn, damn good. I really enjoy the Eric Church. I, uh, I've seen him live, and I would, uh, I would really like to go again. I don't know if I'll buy tickets or not. Uh, I believe playing April at the Q. Um, another thing that's been going on is the Canton Charge season, buddy. Can I get a little State of the Union on the Indeed Charge? Indeed you can. Tonight, uh, tip off 7 o'clock. Uh, the Canton Charge taking on the Fort Wayne Mad Ants. Of course, it is a wine and gold weekday, which is brought to you by the Ohio Lottery. If you don't have tickets yet, go to the box office, bring an Ohio Lottery ticket that's a loser, and uh, you'll get ho- hooked up with 5 bucks off. Same thing Thursday night as the, Raft- or as the Raptors 905. Uh, come to the Civic Center, Charge taking on them. But Saturday is a, is, is a special evening for us. Um, it's all going down at 7. Canton Charge taking on the Austin Spurs, and this is our salute to service. Night. Oh, nice. Good. So every year, um, this is Saturday. Well, all throughout the season, actually, this year, we've uh, been taking an opportunity to kind of shine a light onto military members in our community, and Saturday's going to be a huge one. It's uh, it's all brought to you by Ohio Cat and Terminex. First 2,000 fans in attendance get a t-shirt. Uh, the Save 22 crew is going to be there, and we're going to be working with them, and there's just, I mean, it is. It's kind of all about military members, their families, and the contributions they've made to our community so like can't wait for Saturday 7 o'clock tickets available can't charge that uh, dude get me tickets to I'll that get tickets yeah give me tickets to that I can do that I would like to be in attendance for that I'll, uh, that. I'll see what she has planned maybe I'll bring her with me that yeah, would be uh, make it that'd be good uh, make keep it him with the basketball there actually baseball fans 8 o'clock we're gonna talk a little baseball All right. I'm gonna talk a little Indians at 8 o'clock All a guy right. wrote me an email and he was not wrong okay. he was not wrong he was absolutely right on something he is right and um, he actually not called me out but he kind of did. He didn't. Re- he wasn't trying to. But he actually listed one of my job responsibilities back to me, and okay. I was like, you know what? You're kind. That's a solid argument. So at, at, at eight o'clock, we'll talk a little baseball. But as we're uh, talking charge here, uh, now now you got me thinking hoops, and I got to tell you, this LeBron story is interesting. It's an interesting thing, because I just. First, I didn't see him getting hurt. I didn't see Rondo getting hurt. I didn't see Lonzo getting hurt. They were in fourth place before all that stuff started to go down or whatever. So I feel like now people like uh, like pouring on LeBron, that's a little unfair. And I feel like this is people enjoying the fact that they finally get to pour on LeBron for like you know underperforming or if that's what we're going to call it or not making the playoffs. Although they there's still hope from what I believe from what I understand anyway that they can make the playoffs. I know that this will be a knock on his legacy. I'm not sure I will have it as a knock on his legacy. Uh, I, I get that that's how sports will be argued. The Lakers um, lost last night to the Memphis Grizzlies, um, and LeBron within that game uh, became the first player in NBA history to be top 10 in career points and top 10 in career assists. So it was kind of one of those things where it's like, dog, you're in 11th place. You know, you're losing basketball games. You've got 20 basketball games left to make the playoffs, but you just put yourself into truly a rare air conversation of he's the first person to ever accomplish that. So it's like, on one hand, points against LeBron. On other hands, last night, it was points against LeBron. On the other hand, it's like, dog, you can't look at this career and say it's not impressive. Um, oh, well, yeah, no. Will, 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 will it be points against his legacy? Of course it will, and it, it should be. And I mean, like, your entire career counts. Like, I, I, I think for some reason, we only look at the primes of people's career of like, well, this is the only time that matters. This is well, the only hold thing on. that matters. Hold on. Isn't there, isn't there a little bit of the fan I actually think this is parts okay though because isn't this the fan allowing a few years for development 
Yes, but I think that still should. I mean, it's it's an all encompassing picture here. Like, if, if if you're really coming down to it, I think what you did in your rookie year and your final year should be a part of it. Now, should it be equaled out as as what you did during your prime? Probably not. But like 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 Jordan playing with the Wizards should be a part of his story. Yeah, LeBron in the Lakers should be a part of his story. Tiger when he fell apart, that has to be a part of his story. It, those are real things that happened, and I think to I think to just be like, well, pff, the, the, those don't. Matter? It's totally mad. Okay, I heard this theory once and I like it. And I forget where I heard this, so you'll have to excuse me. But I was once, um, I once heard while evaluating somebody's career, no matter what it is, if you're selling homes even, right? Or you're selling cars, whatever it is, you're on the radio or you're a professional athlete. I don't care what the job is. Somebody once said this and I thought it made a lot of sense, which is if you're going to evaluate performance, what you do is you take somebody's best year and throw it out. And you take somebody's worst year and you throw it out. Because there are going to be things that went into them having the best. Maybe the market was better. Maybe this was better. Maybe you got a better lead. This or whatever. But the bulk in the center, the 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 the, the every other year where it wasn't up nor down, that that's who you really are. And I kind of like that. Because I think, because again, you take a guy, now I get this is football, but you take a guy like Cam Newton, and that tells me exactly who Cam Newton is, which is a... Average, not great quarterback. I think in a lot of cases you're right with that, but I think once you get into the conversations of greatest of all time, we're into a different part of the uh, of the discussion here. Where it's like, yes, if you're talking about a guy like Cam Newton, fine. I feel like a guy like Tom Brady, probably a little bit different, just because of like the 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 level of what we're talking about where it's like you if you want to be the greatest of all time your rookie year counts if you just want to be like yo i had a good nfl career then yeah i think i, I think i can i think i can agree with well, that well then but that's it, points lebron there his rookie year was amazing right if you truly want to be like i'm the greatest of all time which is the conversation we have about michael and, and lebron it's not about like well they're both great who was but good who, but who was yeah but who was better no it's it's who's number 1 i think that i think i think everything that you've done out on the out on the field, the court, whatever, I think that all has to play a part of it. Okay. And I still think LeBron's the greatest basketball player of all time. But uh, y- these points have to be against him. This year has to be against him. What happens with the Lakers from this point forward still is a part of that 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 narrative. Well, what needs to be a knock against him is when he turns around and says, well, you know, I don't know, these are the guys we got. It's like, no, these are the guys you went and got. Like, you did this in Cleveland too, dude. Like, he is a bad GM. He's well, a great player, but he's a bad GM. At least with in Cleveland he was surrounding himself with guys that made sense for his skill set. The problem in Los Angeles is like you mentioned Rondo and you mentioned Lonzo and you mentioned these dudes. None of these dudes are shooters. None of these dudes compliment what LeBron does. That there's a reason. No, Kyrie why, worked with him. There's a reason why uh, and he was exceptional. That's why he worked with him, where Kyrie could work with him. But that's why guys like J.R. Smith and Channing Frye and guys like Kyle Korver and guys like Mike Miller and Vets. guys like that, guys like that who genuinely could do what they needed him to do. Like Vets. that's those were guys that he needed to be around for him to go to Los Angeles and and, and to put this on like, well, couldn't get the roster together, dog. You knew what that roster was. You yeah. knew going into it. Like, so. well, they got cocky and thought they were getting Anthony Davis at the trade deadline. That's exactly what it was. LeBron thought, I'm LeBron James. I'll get it done. Clutch well, We'll get it done. Even then, though, if you're just putting Anthony Davis into the Lakers equation and you're not making anything else. Isn't that LeBron James and Kevin Love? Not even close. Not even close to enough to win a championship. And now Anthony Davis considerably better than Kevin Love. But you, know, you take my point, but, though, like styles, like styling together. But wouldn't but wouldn't 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 win you a championship if it had to. I mean, just it's not enough. Who's got a good chance to beat the Warriors for the championship? Anybody? 
Is there um, any drama here? Um, no, I really don't think so. I think there's a lot of good teams right now. I think that I think that the Bucks will be exciting to watch. I think the Raptors will be exciting to watch. I even think that the uh, that the Rockets will be exciting to watch. But no, it, to me, it just feels inevitable that the Warriors win. I've been bagging on the NBA, and I've been going a little too far. And I think what I'm doing is I'm bagging on them in a transition period before it fully evolves to the next version of what the NBA is going to look like. And I think that's what I've been doing. Because if you make just a few moves and people think they're, they could be legitimate, all of a sudden now my interest in the league's way through the roof. Like, I'll say this. If Durant ends up as a Nick and Kyrie, if Kyrie and Durant end up teaming up as Knicks, now I'm in. Because, again, what I've said about the NBA is I think you do need those premier big city franchises to be good. I've made the argument, make that the, you know the only teams we have. That's obviously going a little far. But as long as those big market teams, those franchises, those brands that we've known and loved our entire lives, if they're competitive, now all of a sudden I'm in. And I think if Kevin Durant becomes a Nick and he takes Kyrie with him, because Boston's still good. They're, like Kyrie comes off the Knicks, it's not like, oh, my God, Boston's now a mess. They're still good. And they got a chance to get AD. There's a lot of stuff going on there, so I think the next couple of years, the NBA might actually be able to pull me further back in for the regular season. I'll still be in playoff time at the NBA for sure. It's just the regular season, but a little ho-hum. Actually got to get into a little baseball. Took an email yesterday. A guy calling me out, and he's a little bit right. We'll do that next on The Stansbury Show. The Stansbury Show. I have got to get in on this. Rock 106. From the Hard Rock Roxino Northfield Park Weather Center, it's going to be another cool day today. Today. Lots of clouds, a snowflake or two. Nothing that's going to cause too much problems, though. Temperatures around 29 today. Low 20s tonight. We warm up, though, tomorrow. Cloudy and 44 the high. I'm Terry Smith from the Weather Chicks 9. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show. We're on Rock 106.9, and we're passing out corn and Allison Chains tickets coming up around 9.30 this morning. That show's going to be a blossom August the 16th. Tickets do not even go on sale until March 1st. We're going to get you hooked up a little early. Also at 8.30, a politician everybody thinks is an idiot said something, and I've been saying it for years, so it turns out I've been an idiot for years. They're all idiots, Stansberry! Yeah, kind of. Well, they can be. Yeah, you know what I mean? Because they're yeah, people, kinda, and right. people just can be idiots at any time, and that's just the way that, that that's going to go down. But at 8.30, uh, I'll tell you that. Then at 8.45, I met a stranger yesterday. Uh, I did. I made friends with a stranger yesterday, and that guy ended up calling me a good person over something he saw me do. And it uh, it set off a lot of thoughts. Uh, pretty low bar. We okay. have we have set for, for what considers okay. to be a good person anymore, and it's just the, the lowering of the standards, I okay. guess. Well, I can't wait to hear the story. I, no, what you can't wait to do is prove that I'm not a good person. You're not a good person See, that's, that's, that's terrible not, person. You can't, no, see, you big fat liar. I can't wait to hear it. That's not, yeah, that's a lie. <laughs> you can't wait to disprove it. That's a different, those mean different things. I took an email yesterday, and this is the perfect day to talk about this. But I took an email from a guy who listens to the program a lot. We have interacted through, you know, the digital mediums before. Okay. So I've like gotten his take a couple of times or whatever. He's not like a lunatic is essentially what I'm trying to say. Okay. Right? The rest of you guys no, insane. No, but you know, sometimes people will complain just to complain. Yes. So right? he's not on like a he's not ranting. He's, he's just got an opinion no. that he wants you to hear. Okay. Observation. Well, and that's good. I mean, as you know, as people that have a platform to say things, like, yeah, I would like your opinion. You should sure. send us what you think about stuff. That's For sure. very valid. How how are we gonna make the show better, right? That's a way, it's one of the ways we can we can definitely do that. And so he did, he hit me up. He's like, Look, man, he's like, I'm not angry, I'm not trying to like, you know, tear you down or whatever. He's like, But you're a little down on baseball. 
said, okay. And as I was reading, I was like, well, yeah, I am kind of a little down on baseball. And um, he was like, you know, all the stories right now is how it's expanding financially. Like it moved into like a $10 billion sport. Rob Manfred's got this plan to move it into 20, like uh, I think 15 million in a certain amount of years. Rob Manfred is uh, the major league baseball commissioner for those of you that don't know. And, uh, and so he was like, so th- the money's still impressive and the TV networks that are tied to, um, you know, baseball are, are pulling in numbers. And I guess there's something like the yes network. Alex Rodriguez was talking about this the other day on TV where they get like X million people paying like $8 a month or whatever. And people are paying to watch baseball now. Right. Okay. All this stuff. Right. And he amused, I was like, you know, in October you love, he's like, you like postseason sports. That's just, you know, and I was like, yeah, of sports, I'm not an actual like diehard fan of. I like postseason sports. Right. And I love going to baseball games. It's just it can be a little like slow for me via the television. And people have always said, well, that means you're stupid. And that always made me mad. So I was like, well, I don't care. I mean, I can make the same argument about golf then. Right. Whatever. But then he hit me in the middle of this email and he's like, here's where you lose me on the baseball thing is there are other things that because you have to discuss them, you will spend time that you would wish you didn't have to consuming it. Everything, and literally, literally everything, everything we talk about. Yes, I wish I did not have to read that, but That's now true. I do. Okay. And he was like, I just think for those of us that are baseball fans that listen to you, a little bit more out of that, of you looking at it like a little bit more of a job responsibility to be a little bit more boned up on it, isn't the worst idea in the world. Especially as the Indians are relevant. Now, I don't know if they're World yeah. Series contenders again, but like they're at least been, good. But they're relevant. They're good. It's not like we're talking about you cricket. Know, right, 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 right. It's not or like golf. Or, or, or something just completely obscure. But at least with golf, you have a true passion for that, and that comes ahead. You're right. If we were talking about like. I don't know. Even the Cavs is like, well, they're not in the contention, so why would you spend time talking about the Cavs? But the Indians that down? are. But the Indians are. So capitalize. So there, so there is something there. Yeah. So when he said that to me, I was like, you know what? That's actually a really solid point. And I came in this morning and I said to Fantone, I was like, dude, I'm actually going to try to make an effort to watch more baseball this season. Now, again, I love going. I love going. And again, the deeper you get in the season, I feel like baseball's got the same problem that that the NBA kind of has with me, which is the season's just a little too long. So you can get me in a game where I know it doesn't really matter for much. Where I'm like, well, what are we really doing this for? Like that, I get a little bit that, that, that that's about me. It's not about the sport. How many playoff games and actual games have you attended in the past three years, though? Because like I think that's always said is like, well, it's playoffs, and yeah, I'm gonna watch it, or like, yeah, I like to go to it. But like, are people going? Are, I you went, know what I mean? I went, my friend Jackie and I went to, what was it, the first round of, what was it, the AF, uh, not the AFC, obviously, um, but the American League Championship Series. We went to game one of that, um, and I've been to a few games. I like day games. I like going. Um, I did not attend the ballpark a ton last year, and I would like to attend the ballpark more this year. That's one of those things I think, it, like, just people, like, say, like, oh, yeah, yeah, well, you know, hey, I like going to it, but then it's like, well, nobody ever goes. You know I, what I mean? Yeah, there, there's a little bit of that, and I have definitely been guilty of that, but I do, like, and you said that's to me off the air this morning about why you watch baseball sometimes throughout the week is because it's available to you. Right. We get out of work at 11. There's a lot of weekday games that a lot of people can't watch. Day games like, and stuff. Yeah. So to me, it's always very like throwing an Indians game on in the middle of the afternoon is almost like perfect background to me because it's not something I have to or even care to like. Cause I mean, I'm not like baseball is definitely my least favorite sport of the big three. Um 
it's not something I have to like sit down and like intently watch and be really like tied into, but it's perfect for like, all right, watch a couple of innings here or watch a couple of even like, you know, a, a, a couple of outs here and you can move on with your day, come back. Baseball is good too, because unlike football, you don't necessarily have to watch every game. You can follow baseball via the box score. A little bit more than you could football. That's, that's a game that, yes, you, you know, you miss so much if you just look at the box score of football where it's like, you know, what highlights did you miss? What big hit? Did you miss what excitement did you miss with baseball? momentum shifting play with, with baseball? You could you can read every morning and know enough about the game to kind of you know. Well, here's the other thing: it. you don't necessarily have to be glued to it either. Baseball, a lot of purists love it on what on what we're doing right now. A lot of baseball purists love it on the radio, which means it's the painting of the picture by the broadcaster. So it's also one of those things that I could have on in the background of the house while I'm cleaning it, maybe cooking, maybe doing something else, and I'm consuming it without necessarily being planted there, like staring at the screen watching it. And But when he hit me with that, I was like, you know what? Honestly, there's a little bit of truth in that. It's just one of those things where the season can get a little long, and I can start the season with a lot of anticipation for baseball. Like, yeah, man, it's back. And there's a lot to love about it, because the weather's gonna now, you know, is going to get start to get better, and there's a lot of that. It's also a game that's played during my favorite season to be outside doing something physical and, and playing golf, so if there's a Saturday day game at 1 o'clock, I'd rather be on the seventh tee box than watching the Tribe. That's just me. Now, that would be true of football, too, which is my favorite sport. I Again, Sundays when the weather's good, I go play golf. I'm not because of how few days you get to do it in Ohio all year that honestly I capitalize on weather when I can get it. Now, Indians tickets do go on sale today. Today, I guess, is the, is the on sale date. Okay. And I don't understand this. They're making it available only online today. And I don't understand because I'm always sold that the baseball fan is the old, as on the older end versus all the sports. Like it's the, they trend the oldest. So wouldn't you then argue that maybe you shouldn't put it online only? Um, it'll sell out. You know what I'm saying? Like it's not like it's not like tickets aren't going to sell out. So okay, you're right. Now let me counter just for the sake of countering. Are you maybe building resentment with who your core, your real core fan is? just to sell out and bring in like what real fans would call bandwagon. Are you building resentment with your core? I mean, the Indians have a bandwagon at the beginning of the season, opening day, home opener every single no year. What. I mean, that's, it's going to, it's been happening since the nineties. This so is like, just sign of the times, right? That's, I think it's just the inevitability of like, yeah, maybe we're pissing some people off, but we're selling out. So like, eh, whatever. All right. That's a fair argument. Uh, it's, um, it's starting to look a lot like I am, agreeing with a political moron. Okay. Like it, it's starting to look a lot like I'm agreeing with a political moron, at least in this one aspect. And I guess we're going to find out next as a class on Rock 106.9. The Stansberry Show. That guy knows how to party. Rock 106.9. I. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show. We're on Rock 106.9. And at 9 o'clock, you're getting new Tour Tuesday. It's new John Mayer. That song's called I Just Feel Like. Which I'm excited for. I really? feel like everything else we've kind of been like this, hey Jim McLean, blah, blah, blah. But I do like John Mayer and I do kind of want to hear it. He makes the he makes decent smooth up in it music. Yeah. Your Body's a Wonderland was a great song. I know everybody likes to knock John Mayer, but that was a great song. AJ McLean from the Backstreet Boys has gone country. That song's called Boy and a Man. We'll take a listen to that. And uh, new Motley featuring MGK. The song's called The Dirt. Obviously, uh, the title track from uh, that movie that will be coming out next month on Netflix. 
the 22nd of March, I believe, is the release date on that. And then Take Off Charlie out of Akron. Their song is Believe Me, Son. There's another song. We're not actually going to run it for New Tour Tuesday, but it is online for you. You can check uh, the Stansbury Show Facebook page, as a matter of fact, for it, as Eric Church has now covered Gin and Juice. We uh, we had his version of Lose Yourself, I think, last week posted that online. That one was not that good. Um, this version of Gin and Juice, like if I went and saw him and he did this, I would actually leave there like, okay, you know what? I was actually kind of happy I saw that. So if you're an Eric Church fan or maybe even just a Snoop fan, check that out online. Uh, we have made it available for you. So I've been pimping this a little bit all morning, and I'm – I thought better. I, I almost thought better of it. I was like, dude, don't do this. Don't do this. Everybody thinks this woman's like an idiot, right? Okay. But this Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez woman. Okay. Right? Now, I believe when a lot of people call her idiot, and I've been guilty of this, so I think that's why I believe this, that I have been guilty of calling her an idiot, and instead, and this is why people misuse the English language all the time. I don't really mean idiot. What I mean is idealistic. And that idealistic sometimes annoys me. That doesn't necessarily make her an idiot, right? Just because she's a little idealistic doesn't necessarily make her an idiot. Now, she has misspoke plenty of times, but so have I. As a guy who's got a microphone in front of his face for a lot of hours, it happens. So I try sometimes, and I'm always great at it, but I try sometimes to make leeway for when other people may do that, okay? okay? But she was talking, she's introduced this Green New Deal. Full disclosure, have not read it. Okay, have not read the the finer points of the Green New Deal and uh, the New Green Deal. And honestly, a lot of people bashing it online have not read it either. Don't kid yourselves. All right. A lot of them people don't know stuff, but they'll go out and bash it and talk about like they're an expert of it. No, 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 no. Oh, that might be fake news. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what to make of anything anymore. But she released this video. I guess this was an Instagram story. I guess it was their version of doing things live from your Instagram account. I don't really do a lot of that. Dan.Stansbury on Instagram, by the way. And she was talking about, um, you know, her deal. And she she's making global warming a huge part of, like, her, you know, platform, who she is, right? Okay. And full disclosure, we have said on the program, um, this is where I'm at on global warming, that I believe it to be a problem facing us. I said just, I think it was just yesterday on the show that I don't think it's the biggest problem facing us right now, but it's probably the biggest problem facing my great-grandchildren. And one of the reasons why we can't get people to focus on it is is that we're asking you to care about something that won't rear its ugly head, really, until you can't see it. We can't get people to plan for Christmas this year, let alone plan for 75 years in the future. What a great analogy. What a great analogy. And uh, and, and that's, that's absolutely right. Okay? And... I now I think a lot of the people who are also pushing the the climate change narrative have gone too far on the end about how dangerous it is, right? But I do believe this is a problem facing us and that other than issues arise because of said issue. She then recorded Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez did a video of her and I don't know if this is her kitchen wherever but she's like chopping vegetables like look I'm one of you and she addresses the camera and then this happens. We are dying now. There's scientific consensus that the lives of children are going to be very difficult, and it does lead. Okay, now I have read studies that tell me that life in the future, because of this issue, will absolutely be more difficult than it is today. Now, I chose to believe that to be true. Those could end up being wrong. 
but nothing she said here yet is 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 actually factually incorrect yet. I think especially if you take a look at it from a worldwide perspective. Now, are things in America going to be that crazy different? I don't know. But as droughts continue and weather patterns continue to change, that's going to mean famine in other countries. This is the other part of the right. problem with the, the hesitation on this is getting people to care about countries on the equal level that they care about their own is a very hard to do. It's a very pro- it's it's almost an impossibility right now the way the world sits right now. And it does lead, I think, young people to have a legitimate question. You know, should is it okay to still have children? Okay. Now, this quote then got misapplied a million ways. All right? Now, when blogs do it, I don't care. I don't view Dave Rubin as news. I don't view Ben Shapiro as the news. So if Ben Shapiro misleads me about what Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez says, and I believe that, that's on me. That's on me. When news networks were starting to get this wrong about what she was saying, that's when I was like, God, man, like everybody's just, everybody's a blog now. Everybody, the standards are that. Now, that's not really what I want to harp on here. But I have made the claim forever that one of the biggest problems facing humans is the fact that at least in this country, you have been sold this thing, that it is your right to have children. And I guess under the Constitution, it is. But what my father would always say is, Daniel, being an adult is not doing what you want. It's recognizing that you should do what you should do and that you have to do what you should do versus what you want to do. Doing whatever you want is child's play. Doing what you should do is the work of adults. Now, I think I have said it is irresponsible for people to have X amount of children. We'll take a professional athlete. Because a lot of people think what I'm going to say is going to be an attack on the poor, and it's not. Philip Rivers has something like nine kids, I think it is. The guy makes, I don't know what it is, probably got to be 15, 16, 20 million a year somewhere. I got to be in there somewhere, right? He's a professional quarterback in the NFL, for Christ's sakes. That's irresponsible. I'm sorry. What are you doing with that many kids? Even if you can afford it, what, what are, you are you doing, doing it for? Kids? Yeah. I view it as irresponsible. So what she's saying here is the way this was presented all over the internet is the government's coming for your kids. The government's going to tell you you shouldn't have kids. That's not what she said. If you listen to it, she said it forces young people to ask themselves the question. That's a very different statement than we need to stop people from having children. Now, I have suggested a five-year child ban. People laugh at me. But that's she's not suggesting that. She's saying that young people who are normally more idealistic and normally want to solve the world's problems before the world really beats them down and they realize you're pushing at windmills. But, you know, anyway, that, that they will then stop, take pause, and ask themselves that moral, that moral question, which, of course, that's going to happen. Why are people free? Freaking out about this. And, and is it not very, very common throughout history? People have looked around and said, Too many I, people. Do I really want to bring a child into this crazy world? How long have I said it? I mean, like, I mean, that is just as 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 much of a platitude as anything else that you can imagine. Anything I mean, else. People, people have been looking around and saying that since the jump. Do I really want to bring a child into this crazy yes. world? So I can't necessarily fault. AOC for 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 taking a, a, a platitude and, and using it. Here's the thing. I think there's a I think there's a little fear. Now look, I don't think she's a Mensa candidate. I do think there's a little bit of oh. like eh, she gets off the rails. But I'll tell you why I think a lot of people hate her. I I'll tell you why I, I, why I think the right hates her is I think they recognize what she is, which is 
she's a nice Donald Trump. And, dude, if she keeps gaining steam, it's not going to be this next election. But before long, could she be the thing? Yes, absolutely she could be the thing. It's the cult of personality now. This is what I've been saying. Now, I don't think she should be president. But I also don't think everything she said should be necessarily equated a lo- across the line of everything. You know what I mean? It's just because she's made mistakes before, she's saying here that people are going to take stock and ask the question, which of course is going to happen. This is not crazy. The, the, she's going to have to combat this for the rest of her career, but the big problem with her is that so much misinformation revolves around her. Now, some of it, yeah, sure, I'm sure she has said stupid stuff in the past, um, but it's just like, to me, everything I see about her, I doubt. Did she really say that? Is that really what happened? Because, like you said, it, this story is being presented differently. I feel like everything about her is being presented, like a lot about, about her is presented incorrectly. So I'm very, I'm always, I, everything I hear about her, I take it with a grain of salt. I feel very much the same way about Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez that I did about Trump early on. Which is, I kept telling people, if you're that worried about him being president, stop this now. Stop falling for that. Stop obsessing. Stop consuming. Stop doing all these things. You're building the steam. And the the right is freaking out about her so much that they've made me sympathetic to her. When she first came out, I thought she was the biggest moron alive. Every time she spoke, I was like, what an idiot. But now, because they have attacked her so hard, there's almost this thing where I kind of want to pick her up off the ground a little bit. And it's like, you're, you've turned me sympathetic to her now. And I think that's how she's going to build steam. And I think you're a little bit right on that, where it's like, now I go further into the hole, where I'm like, no, no, no. What did she actually, I don't want to hear what Ben Shapiro thinks she said. What did she actually say? And that's become one of those things where it's like, and I think she's going to build a lot of steam that way. I, I, I think, and I don't think what she said here is crazy. And and I do think that global warming is happening. I think climate change absolutely is happening. I think we've seen enough. Now, again, do I think it's the biggest problem facing you this afternoon? Of course not. Of course not. Bedtime is still the biggest problem facing you later on today. But that's, again, why we're never going to solve this issue, because we're asking people to vote against their interests. Somebody called me a good person yesterday. Fantone doesn't buy it. We'll find out next on The Stansbury Show. The Stansbury Show. We may not be a global epidemic yet. On iHeartRadio. This is a dream come true. Welcome back to The Stansbury Show. We have Corn and Allison Chains tickets for you. It's co-headlining show out at Blossom in August. You're winning those tickets before you can buy them. Good show. Damn good show, if you ask me. Yeah. Good show. Very excited to see that one. It's on a Friday night, too, in August at Blossom. Dude, a hot summer night, cold draft beer, corn, Allison Chains, hours of hits. Yeah, I'll take it. I'll abs- I Nothing makes me happier when I see a good concert come out and it's on a Friday night. I'm like, yeah. oh, dude, I don't have to wake up or I don't have to take a day off work. Oh, it's going to be good. Yeah, I look forward to that. So we'll pass those tickets out around 9.30 during uh, New Tour Tuesday where you're getting new John Mayer, new A.J. McLean, new Motley Crue featuring uh, MGK, and locally out of Akron. Take off Charlie, their song Believe Me Son. And uh, not for New Tour Tuesday, but new Er not necessarily new Eric Church, but Eric Church covering uh, Snoop Dogg's Gin and Juice. It's online, WRQK.com. It's also online at the Stansbury Show Facebook page. Just search the Stansbury Show and that's how you'll find that. And, um, Dude, the number one comment on that thing is gun-hating liberal or gun-hating puke. Like, a lot of people are anti-Eric Church right now because I guess a while back he had said something about um, about gun control. I know um, Tim McGraw had said some stuff, too, and people were, like, taking some shots at him. 
And again, I'll just make this point move on pretty quickly. I just, I will never, this is how I look at it. I will never expect people who entertain me to hold every single one of my ideals. No, crazy to think that that's going to be the case. Um, And it's funny to me that I'm willing to bet that this guy never listened to Eric Church again. Still listens to Aerosmith, right? Weird. Right? Right? Can't overlook you being a libtard, but I can overlook you being a child predator. Okay, let's move forward. Moving forward. You're right. Wow. That Moving was, forward. Dude, here's the thing. We're not done with that <laughs> because we have a show to do on Wednesday. Like, that's welcome to Wednesday, right? Wow, was that, that lot to unpack there. Yesterday, I did something that I do, well, a lot. Actually, it was my Facebook memory from uh, from uh, from a year ago today. Was this the very thing? I was in the gym yesterday, and uh, and I've been going a lot. And uh, this last year, it was like last Super, not this last Super Bowl. We just had the one before that. Um, is when I started, and I lost, I don't know, just under fifty pounds, somewhere right around there. That that whole last year, slacked a little bit and put about ten back on over like the last like month and a half, two months, fully back in the swing of things, right? And it's been beneficial. It benefits a lot of things. I'm kind of on this thing now where if it doesn't make me a better show host or if it doesn't make me a better golfer, I'm not really messing with it. Okay. And um, and I feel like because here's the thing. I, this was the checklist I made. What are the three things in life that make me the happiest? When the show goes well, okay. when I golf well, and Jennifer. Those are the three things in my life that make me happy. So I'm kind of trying this thing where it's like if 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 something I'm doing isn't making one of those three things better, I'm not I'm why trying focus yeah, on then it. why okay. why why am I spending energy on it, right? I'm trying to spend energy on, on the things that make me happy. And so and I believe working out does all those things. I also set these app limits on my phone. I've been using my phone less now. I'm down about a about an hour and 25 minutes on average now uh, per day with less phone use. I now have reduced my social media app limits now from three hours to two hours starting today. We'll see how that goes. See if I'm able to uh, to decrease it even further. And the phone is in the gym got combined yesterday. Now, obviously, I take my phone to the gym because I want to listen to music while I'm working out the way everybody else does. Right. And I just forgot it was in my pocket when I went downstairs and went into the sauna because you don't really want it in there. It's too hot. and You're going to end up frying your phone up, right? It's not going to be good for you, right? And then I, on top of that, I, I, so I put my wireless headphones in my, in my gym locker, but I just didn't take my phone out of my pocket. And then the phone rings in the sauna. And I have a ringtone for uh, for Jennifer, and it's a, it's a Naughty by Nature song, and it's kind of an inside joke or whatever. But the phone rings, and I answer it. And she just starts going. Oh, my God, honey, I've had a day, and wait do you hear this, and, uh, the, you know, and my son is sick, and wait do you hear all this, and she just starts going, right? And that's fine. She doesn't understand. She doesn't know where I am yet, and she's just kind of, like, unleashing. She's had a day, and she did. That poor girl had a day yesterday, right? And so then... I just say to her, there's a guy sitting next to me in the sauna. And I just said to her quietly, I said, honey, I said, um, I'm in the sauna right now and I don't want to be rude and make everybody listen to this phone conversation. Can I call you right back? She said, absolutely. I love you. Just call me right back. Click. And we hung up. I then set the phone down next to me and I look over and the guy sitting next to me in the sauna is looking at me like I got 12 heads. And I was like, what? He's like, I can't believe 
that I saw somebody think about another person and not like annoying them with their phone behavior with this new be like he was miffed over the fact that I thought about the fact that he's not going to want to sit there and listen to me break down my girlfriend's awful day on the phone. I was like, oh, of course not. And he was like, dude, people just don't think about that kind of stuff anymore, though. And they just like they're unaware of their surroundings and they just make. A, and I was like, well, no, do you don't. What do you care about any of that for? This is you're coming in here for relaxation and Zen. You don't want me jawing off at the mouth about stuff. Yeah. And there's I mean, don't get me wrong. There's a little bit of like, well, when you go out into the public, you have to deal with other people's crap. It's inevitably going to happen. You should also try to curtail as much right. crap as you're as, spilling out. As you're putting into the world. So yeah. like, yeah, I mean, uh, now for this guy to, to kind of notice that and say something, that's one thing, but pretty low bar, right? Right. Well, I don't think it's me that has the low bar. I think I feel like society's bar has fallen down so far. I don't think that that makes me a good person either. But he was like, dude, you're a pretty good person. And I was like, now he's older. Now he's older. And I was like, uh, I was like, so this is how far the standards have really fallen. There probably is a little bit of "Eh, young people these days. You know what I mean? But now do I think, do I think that phone addiction or phone manners are exclusive to young people? No, 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 no. But I understand how an older person in particularly could see that and appreciate that. Yeah, I was a good person for about a half a day. Great person. Number one person in the world. Dance, dance, Mary. I believe that's what the trophy should say. (laughs) I believe Phantom nailed it. Somebody get it mocked up. New John Mayer starts New Turd Tuesday. Next on Rock 106.9. The Stansberry Show. Rock 106.9. From the Hard Rock Roxino Northfield Park Weather Center, it's going to be another cool day today. Lots of clouds. A snowflake or two, nothing that's going to cause too much problems, though. Temperatures around 29 today. Low 20s tonight. We warm up, though, tomorrow. Cloudy and 44 the high. I'm Terry Smith from the Weather Channel. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show. We're on Rock 106.9. Online for you at WRQK.com. Frantically looking for the new Turd Tuesday uh, sound wall. Where are the turds at? <laughs> Where are the turds? Can we find the turds? Nobody will care about this, but it's because there's this thing where I can't have. Eh, never, never mind. Cares. Never mind. It's a problem with the radio station. Not one person, except for you. Yeah, they get you know the guy that has to has to care about it right now. <laughs> yeah, surprisingly, the guy who has to care about it right now that that's who cares about it. Yeah, surprising. All right, we do have a new Turd Tuesday for you. And we're going to start this week's episode off. This was uh, New John Mayer, and the song's called I Guess I Just Feel Like, is what this is called. Okay. I guess I just feel like I guess I just feel like Got a good voice, this guy. Undeniably good voice. Really good guitar player, too. Nobody's Underrated. Honest. Nobody's true. Everyone's lying to make it on through. Yeah, I'm actually a big Mayor fan now that I'm looking at his catalog here. in the Because yeah. obviously we have other radio stations in the building, right? So we have stations that play John Mayer here. Dude, Waiting on the World to Change was a good song. Great Heartbreak song, yeah. Warfare was a good song. Really good. Body is a Wonderland was a good song. Daughters was a halfway decent song. Like, this guy's put together some hits. And don't forget, I mean, he uh, this summer he was out on the road with the Grateful Dead. Yeah, he I does mean, that, too. Yeah, that's, that's, that's his like pet project. What's the name of that? What was that song he did for um, the Bucket List movie with, uh, with what's his name, uh, Morgan Freeman? Oh. And that was a really good song. That The song from that was really good. 
Say was the name of that. That was really good. Yeah, I like John Mayer. One of the things that he did that I did not like, though, I did not really enjoy, and I like covers, but he covered um, Free Fallen by Tom Petty, and I did not, I did not like that. Wouldn't have known this was him right away. Good things are gone. Because he's no longer like John Mayer. Like he's not everywhere. That if you played me this, I'd be like, why do I feel like I know that? Yeah, had certainly kind of removed himself from the limelight. Yeah, recently. a little bit. Yeah. Nobody cares about that Dead and Company band. I mean, I know they were here and I know they sold tickets, but like, that's not putting you on TMZ. You, you know what I mean? No, you care the night you're going to the yeah. show. You don't. Yeah. I guess I just feel like. I'm. I like when artists like him start to get a little older. Because there's something that happens when you're young, you're getting it out or whatever, and then the music label, you know what I mean, gets their hooks in you, and now you got to make them their hits. But once you've been established like this and you start to get older and your life gives you real perspective and he's actually a decent songwriter, I think, honestly, the second act of John Mayer's career could be something to see. Just clean up when he first hit the scene. Remember, oh, he was the running, hottest, the hottest celebrity chicks of the 2000s. He was running through them all, just dude. Watering it. Just yeah. so many. Good for you, John Mayer. Exactly. That body is a Wonderland song. That's about Jennifer Love Hewitt. Oh, that's right. I knew it was somebody famous. I knocked her down once. She was in the radio building up north, and she came around the corner, and I smacked right into her and knocked her right down. We didn't bang after that. <laughs> I did not go after Mara there. I guess I just feel like the joke's getting old. The future is fading. And the past is on hold. I'll tell you what's weird. Oh man, I I did the wrong thing. I hit the wrong button. We're gonna have to listen, listen to it all the way over again. I, uh, I I I here's the thing with it. You hear people say all the time that country music isn't country music because it's just pop music. And when I listen to this, this feels like a pop artist who's going a little bit more, not necessarily country, but a little bit more southernish, slower, a little okay. bit like a little bit more classic. What what is the fundamental difference between this song and a bro country song? Like, there's not much. I mean, you're right. There's it, that's a blurry line right there. Try to get this back to where we were here. Future is fading. There we go. Enough. Let me go. I know what I'm doing. And the past is on home. I know how to fly this ship. But I know that I'm open. And I know that I'm free. Yeah, he's starting to write his reflection I'll songs. Normally when artists have something to say, that's when they're interesting. John Mayer currently sober. The reason why. 
at Drake's 30th birthday party. He had a six-day hangover from it. And he was like, dude, enough is enough. I have to get my life together. Six days? Yeah. Buddy, that's not booze. No. Well, it's booze and, yes. and, and. Six days? A lot of ands in that one, yeah. Dude, Drake's 30th had to be off, right? That had to go Pretty good party, off. Yeah, assume. that had to be really I good. Six-day hangover? God, dear Lord, that makes me want to vote this song better. But that's uh, that's new John Bear, uh, John Mayer, Whatever. not John Bear. John Bear! <laughs> Fred Bear, John what? what? It's John Mayer. The song is called I Guess I Just Feel Like, and uh, I guess I need a vote here, Phantom. I'm going to call it a half turd. Half a turd. Call it something else. We don't have that one. Oh, uh, well, it's a half a turd. And the reason why it doesn't turd. Half a turd. The reason why I call it half a turd. Um, I like John Mayer, and that song didn't suck, but it didn't like excite me either. I'm not a real big ballads guy, but you can usually get me on one. That made me want to listen to old John Mayer. It didn't necessarily make me want to listen to new John Mayer, so I call it a half. This is always a tough vote. Because I, I guess we never really clarify what it is we're voting as not a turd. Like, am I voting as, like, this song will end up being a hit, or am I voting that I like it? Because I don't believe it will be a hit. I believe it's got to be both, right? A little bit of both. A little bit of both, right? Okay, well, then I'm going to straddle the fence, because I really liked it, but I don't believe it's got hit written on it, so I agree. <laughs> it's it's kind of half a turd there. We do have new AJ McLean. That's from, uh, he's from the Backstreet Boys, rather. And he has officially gone country. That song's called A Boy and a Man, and you're getting it next on Rock 106.9. Here's your shot at a trip to our iHeartRadio Music Awards. Now, text the name. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show. We're on Rock 106.9. We're in the middle of New Tour Tuesday. Also, minutes away from getting you hooked up with those Corn and Alice in Chains tickets. That show will be out at Blossom August the 16th. The tickets do not go on sale until the 1st of March. You're winning them before you can buy them. You'll touch the touchstones, as Fantone always likes to point yeah. out. Yeah, win them before you can buy them. Yeah, we'll do that here uh, momentarily. 1-800-243-7625. The number you'll need on those. That's a Friday night out at Blossom, by the way. Dude, Good Friday times. night. Good times. Corn, Alice in Chains, draft beer. Your boy mm. likes it. Wants to go. Can't wait for that one. New AJ McLean now for New Tur- Tuesday. You may uh, remember that name a little bit. Like, why does that sound familiar? It's because AJ McLean was in the Backstreet Boys. Right. Which one was he? Was he the Was he the one with the with, that pulled his hair straight up above yeah, his head? I was he so. the one that was supposed to be tough? No, I don't know. I think he had facial hair, if I remember correctly. Probably. Yeah. Uh, he's gone country. AJ McLean has, and uh, this song is called "A Boy and a Man." Big old dipper. Why wouldn't you go country if you're this dude, right? Anybody. I mean... It's it, where the money is. It, at this point, it's like, even if it's just like... I mean, Nelly went country it, with Florida Georgia Line, for Christ's sake. Yeah, said. I was going to say, even if it's just Florida Georgia Line says, yo, you can open for us? Do Hell it. Hell yeah, bro. Do Hell it. Hell yeah. For sure. Baby, I know that you're looking for Mr. Right. Okay. Now... I would have never known that was A.J. McLean from the Backstreet Boys. So what's better? To tell me it's A.J. McLean from the Backstreet Boys and have me kind of go, oh, God, he's gone country. And predisposed to already now hating it before I've heard it. Or, dude, create another like stage name and kind of come out. Or is it harder to do now because of because of the internet? Uh, I'd probably want to cash in on my Backstreet Boys fame, but okay. instead of going as AJ McLean, why not go as like Anthony Anthony James McLean? Okay, or whatever, yes. And then at least there's a happy medium. That's there. what I was trying to find right there. Okay, agreed. Because, dude, this doesn't sound so bad just at the start here. 
There's also this thing now where when people switch formats from what it is you know them of, you want to hold them and keep them in the box that they became famous to you in. And I understand that desire. I do. But what you have to understand is maybe this is what he always wanted to do. And maybe the opportunity showed up to be in the Backstreet Boys, and he's like, well, I can sing, and I can dance a little bit, and if there's money in this, then yeah, I'm going to go do it. I think sometimes people don't understand that. Wait, you mean people do jobs that they don't love for money? I didn't know that. I didn't know that at all. Well, not here. I gotta tell you, for a guy whose name I didn't know in a boy band, his voice is better than, like, because was, I guess I don't know, was he like the guy they were they're highlighting and, and like, was he like the main singer? In no, I BSB? think he was just one of the dudes. He was I just think. one of the dudes, but the guy's actually got a pretty decent singing voice. I'm sure a lot of people think that pop music takes zero skill, but like anything else. Oh, it's like comedy. It's harder. Right. It's like like harder. It's it's not just like, oh, I hate the Backstreet Boys. They must suck. It's like, no, they're they're singers and that's what they do. No, it still takes talent. Yeah, Yeah, it still takes talent. And I think this message is good. I think it is. And I am, and and I think there's a lot of women, even my age, who are dating men in their forties who are still boys and not a man. And I, so I think the messaging here absolutely works. No back roads. Well, it's his first country song, dog. You gotta, you gotta give the guy a break. No like. coolers. He's gonna sing about putting a dipper in soon, I bet. When are we jumping up in the bed of the trunk? Give me in the bed. And all country music anymore now is is singer songwriter music. That's all it is, and that's why it really bothers me when people get like hung up on the country aspect of it. You know who country artists are now? They're Brian Adams in the '80s. That's who they are. They're Richard Marks in the '80s. That's that's who they are. And good. They're John Mellencamp. Good. We need that. I like the messaging. 
Well, there's Anthony James McLean. There it is. As we renamed him, it's A.J. McLean, former Backstreet Boyer there with his new hit single, Boy and a Man from the Country uh, Format there. Fanto, can I get a vote? Not a turd. Wow, shocked. It's not that I in particularly like this song, but I did have low expectations on this song. I thought it was going to be atrocious. The fact that it came out and sounded pretty good is worth something. And a dude, if you would have told me that was Chris Jansen. Whoever. Or whoever. Whoever. Pick one. Country guy. I'd have been like, okay, there's a Interchangeable. So like, yeah, I I was, I was guess pleasantly surprised. I'm going to say not a turd. That's the point I was trying to make is like, I wonder if you're doing more harm than good than harping on the fact that he is a former Backstreet artist versus like, Dude, the guy's got talent. Maybe you should just roll it out there. Like, I understood when you did it with, what's his name from Hootie and the Blowfish? There ain't no hiding that, right? Mm-hmm. Like, But you could hide the A.J. McLean thing a little bit. I agree. I want to hear another song from him. And uh, if, if you do that with one song, then it's got to be... Just the way it has to be. We do have Corn and Allison Chains tickets. We'll pass those out and also play you the new Motley Crew featuring MGK and then out of Akron, Take Off Charlie's also on New Tour Tuesday. All that next on Rock 106.9. The Stansberry Show. All right. I like it. I like it a lot. Rock 106.9. Stay. Welcome back to the program. Still a shot left for those Corn Allison Chains tickets. We'll pass those out to end the program here momentarily. 1-800-243-7625, the number you'll need on those. That show, August 16th, out at Blossom. Tickets not on sale until the 1st of March. You're winning them before you can buy them right here. And we'll have them the rest of the week for you. Been waiting all morning for this. Okay. It's here. Nearing the end of New Tour Tuesday now, still to come is local band out of Akron, Ohio, Take Off Charlie, their song called Believe Me Son. And uh, But before we get there, I grew up in the 1980s, essentially. And so Motley Crue was a big part of my life. They were one of my very first like love bands, like the band I love. Kiss, Motley Crue, like all that stuff right in there, right? And I love the crew. So much so that I once t- poured rubbing alcohol on my jeans and lit my pants on fire like Nikki Six did in the videos because proving once and for all that teenagers were always dumb. No matter what oh, decade. No, just these ones. No, no, no. Green Tide Pods. No, no, no. Lighting your pants on fire was the 1986 Tide Pod. Oh. That's the Tide Pod of 1986. Luckily, you didn't have a camera on you. You know what I mean? No. Because <laughs> like, if that was the case, there'd be a lot of stupidity. The difference is we were actually lighting our pants on fire versus like the fake reality of people actually eating in Tide Pods. I think that there's been very few cases of that. But these idiot kids! It's like, no, we were idiot kids too, right? And my Motley Crue's got a movie coming out. It's called The Dirt. It'll be on Netflix next month on the 22nd, and I'll mm-hmm. be glued to the television for it. I love the book The Dirt. If you're into music and you like to read even a little bit, read The Dirt. It is so damn good. I would also recommend Nikki Six's one of his other books. It's called The Heroin Diaries. Oh, my God, was The Heroin Diaries really good. I've read both those books multiple times. I would recommend them both. But they've released a song for the movie called The Dirt. The song is called The Dirt, and they've enlisted the help of one of the actors from The Dirt who plays Tommy Lee in the movie. It is, well, he's not Cleveland's own, really. He's from Texas, but he kind of was raised in Cleveland. Machine Gun Kelly. This is a new crew featuring MGK, The Dirt. Now, Nikki, a pretty good songwriter, has written songs that have been hits in recent years for other bands. So Nikki still has magic in the pen. Let's find out. That all sounds good. And ominous. Yeah. Which is what I want from the crew a little bit. Danger. 
Okay. Vince has always been the weak spot of this band. Mick is a great guitar player. Well, great's getting carried away. Mick is a pretty good guitar player. Tommy is an above average drummer. And Nikki, let's be honest, bass players, you don't need them to do a ton. But Nikki is a decent songwriter. He's always been a pretty good songwriter. And don't kid yourself, this is Nikki's band. It's always been Nikki's band. Vince has always been the weak leak in Motley Crue. Even in the 80s in their heyday, Vince was never a great live performer. It's just the reality of it. He was the 80s Chester Bennington. Great in the studio. You get him out on stage and it's like, ooh, this is a little different. Not a great recording artist in 2019. Now, when we listened to this yesterday in the Q speaker, I needed this to be a little heavier. Just give it to me a little, sound more dangerous. You're Motley Motley Crew. It needs to be dirtier. It needs to be heavier. It needs to be sleazier. You're Motley Crew. Now, that is Motley Crew. Just give me the dirt. Give me what I want until it hurts. That's Motley Crew. It's who they are. It's who they've always been. Puby. It sounds like teenagers. That's what I'm saying. It, like it does. They didn't affect Vince's voice enough. Like they needed to make him, it needed to be deeper. Yeah. You need the yeah has in there. It's not produced very well either. No, it's not. And you have no excuse. No, you're the crew. What are we talking about? Yeah, dude, Nikki Six has a killer home studio. He's shown it off on Instagram a million times. He's got a killer home studio. Nobody had to find a way to break you guys down. You did it yourselves. You and Tommy Lee can't even be in the same room. You both needed your own separate tour buses to go out on the road together because you guys can't speak to one another because you're 55 and still 10-year-old boys. Which is kind of what makes Motley awesome. The fact that you never know, is the concert going to finish or is Tommy going to sucker punch Vince in the middle of the third song? There's something about that. Now see that chorus there? If you get me to the show, I don't care to listen to the song ever again, but if you get me to the show, now they're, well, Nikki swears they're not doing one-offs, I'll believe it when I see it. But if you get me to a show and I got a beer in my hand, this not that I like it, but you could get me to chant that along at the show and be like, all right, man, I got to tell you, it's a little better than I gave it credit for. Get ready for MGK. He's coming. Oh, I forgot about him. Oh, yeah. No, MGK's coming. Now, you could make the argument that that's what rappers are now, is that they are the Motley crew of today. They're the ones that are into the excess. They're the ones into running through thoughts. They're doing the drugs, ones that are doing right? the cocaine. They're the ones living the life. Big tip, show 
wasn't even close to the worst part of the song, and that was pretty bad. So, like, that's all good, though. Yeah, that sounds like McMars. Yeah, that sounds like McMars. How is he not dead, dude? I thought he was going to die 20 years ago. Dude, he was old when they put the band together. Right. Just as long as I've known the crew, it's that I mean, he's been old. He's like 15 years older than all those guys. If you roll this during the credits, it's a great credit song. Yeah, if you walk out. Yeah, yeah. if you're leaving. Yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah, when the, you know, the part of the movie I don't care about. Great song for it. Just give him the dirt until it hurts. I would have given MGK another verse right here, yeah, right at not? the end, and have him like, no, there it is. I would have just ended the song there too, like after he says where you made the edit. But you know, they took my they took my first suggestion there. That's new crew featuring MGK. The uh, movie's out on the twenty second of March. The song uh, is for the movie. It's called The Dirt. Fatone. Just give it a turn. It's a turn. Um, and low expectations on that one. I mean, it's MGK and, and the crew in nineteen. So I don't know if I ever thought it was going to be good. But Fair. man, oh man, did Vince Neil not sound good? Like that sounded like a, like not even like a shell of what you used to be. But like that just sounded like you're not a singer. That sounded like you're a dude. I feel like they had to j- jump through a lot of hoops to make him even sound. That good. I wonder if, and I know they're not going. Well, we're not doing tours, and we're not doing standoff shows or whatever. But mm. how long until MGK opens up for the crew? I would assume that'll be this summer at some point. I mean, they're definitely going to do a performance yeah. somewhere over the movie opening, right? Like the, the play on top of the whiskey or something like think. very LA like that. I got to tell you, the more I listen to it, the more I'm coming around to it. I don't think it's a hit record, but I don't necessarily think it's a turd either. You know what that means. What that mean? <laughs> it's half a turd. Yeah, it's right there. It's right there. All right. Fantone pulled this band off for me. Uh, he, he knows one of the guys in the band. Drew, I guess, is his name. I don't really know Drew. Oh. I only know him via social media. Oh, so we can still hate on it? Yeah. Uh, you can go ahead. I mean, you can go ahead I'm and just hate kidding. on it. No. I'm kidding. The band's called Take Off Charlie. The song's called Believe Me, Son. Let's take a listen. Drew always posts funny stuff on Facebook. I didn't even know he was in a band. God, that's saying a lot, dude. If you right. can impress us on Facebook. On Facebook, right. And he, dude, he is. Like, he's hilarious. I, I, like, I'm a big fan of Drew Wheeler. Don't even know the guy. <laughs> All right. Drew, we're best buddies now. Out of Akron, take off Charlie is. I, I want to hear more of it. That doesn't sound bad. There we go. This is their sound. This is very much what they This is what they do? Okay. Sounds very Mike Doty-ish to me. If you know who Mike Doty is, it sounds a lot like Mike Doty. And I got to be honest with you, that's me giving them a compliment. I love Mike Doty. Yeah, that's exactly right. This this sounds like 27 Jennifers to me, and that's a, that's a great Mike Doty song. The ghost that's calling you. I want to be the one behind the things that you can see. You won't 
Soul Coughing was a band that he was in, I believe. A lot of head movement in the studio right now. Vibing. Local band take off Charlie. Considering how well it's produced, I can't believe it's a local band, right? Yeah, we always grade on the curve with, with local music because, honestly, production is the hardest Hard. part about putting the record together Hard. when you're when you're a band that actually knows how to play. It's because you learn how to play the, the instruments, you learn how to put the, the choruses and all that stuff together. Production boards and all that stuff, it's a difficult job. But you're right, it's better it's better mixed than I would have expected it to be. Another artist they sound a lot like, and this is an artist most of you have never heard of, which is why I'm stopping to tell you about it, because people ask me for music uh, suggestions all the time. There's a band I absolutely love. Back. No. Well, yes, well, I do love them. Okay. There's another band I absolutely love. They're called Reckless Kelly. And the, the Takeoff Charlie sounds a lot like Reckless Kelly. And again, that's a compliment from me because I love Reckless Kelly. Cool yeah, he's cool. Yeah, I don't know if it's like necessarily great singer territory, but it's but it's cool. Interesting at the least. And that's all you need. That's all you need. Yeah, this could be a, this could be a reckless Kelly song for sure. We've had a good run of locals lately. Yeah, have. When we've gotten locals taken in, they've been pretty good. StansburyWRQK.com is how you submit those, by the way. Make sure the song's edited. Give me a little bio on the band if you could. Uh, again, I'm not going to edit your song for you. Please take the time to do that. Actually, uh, these guys, Take Off Charlie, was nice enough to not only send me a bio on the band, send me a clean edit of the song, but they also included the lyric sheet and everything. They were like, look, yes. dude, we just want to make sure you have it all there. So they're going to get extra bonus points from the head of the class there for that as well. But Fantone, that is Take Off Charlie. Uh, believe me, son.
I'm going to say not a turd. Not a turd. Um, uh, you know, like I said, there's definitely something to be celebrated when it comes to a high level of, of production quality with Out of a, a local, local band. Yeah, there's, I agree. There really is something Agreed. about that. Um, I know that they are going to be playing a show at Musica on the 12th of April performing this entire album. Oh, nice. I don't, I don't know if that's available to purchase yet, uh, but take off, Charlie. You can find them on Facebook. Congratulations to Drew and the boys. That was not a turd. I got to tell you, what did I say? I said it sounded like a lot like Mike Doty, 27 Jennifers, kind of like a bottom of a well by Mike Doty, kind of sounded a lot like that. Also sounded like another band I absolutely love out of Oregon. They're called Reckless Kelly. If I'm saying that they sound a lot like two things I absolutely okay. love, you know what that means. Not a yeah. Take off Charlie. You guys made a hit, man. You sure did. Corn, Alice in Chains oh, yeah. playing. They made some hits. They, the, they, the, right both both those bands made a few hits, and they're playing Blossom Friday, August the 16th. Those tickets do not go on sale until the 1st of March. You're winning them before you can buy them. Let's pass those out right now. Caller 20 1 800 243 7625 on those corn tickets. Aside from that, we're done. Podcast will be up shortly after 10 at WRQK.com. Teresa will send you out to the iHeartRadio Music Awards, and we'll be back tomorrow morning at 6 a.m. See ya. Dan Stansberry and his boy Wonder Matt Fantone. At last, two heroes. The Stansberry Show. Rock 106.9. From the Hard Rock Roxino Northfield Park Weather Center, it's going to be another cool day today. Lots of clouds, a snowflake or two. Nothing that's going to cause too much problems, though. Temperatures around 29 today. Low 20s tonight. We warm up, though, tomorrow. Cloudy and 44 the high. I'm Terry Smith from the Weather Channel.